Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back and have some drinks with people. Uh, if you're checking out for the first time, you can follow us on Twitter as well at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub. Um, I've got a phone one for you. Cl- comedian Clark Jones is here. What's up, my man? What's happening? Dude, so happy to get you on the podcast because you have kind of been back and forth between New York and Chicago a lot lately. Yeah. Which is, sh- you know, Chicago's gain. And yeah. I'm, but I'm you're, so glad to be here. Some comics will go bi-coastal where they're like L.A. half the time, New York half the time. I like the idea of being Chicago, New York, and then sprinkling in an L.A. trip here or there. Yeah, no matter how much I try to uh, get past it, I'm just a stand-up. I'm a, I'm a lifer, man. So, like, being able to come back here and perform and... Like there's no there's no casting directors in the audience <laughs> at <laughs> all, but it's packed and it's people who want to hear some jokes. Uh, so so that's that's why I go back and forth there and it's free and I got the album out so I needed to build up some new stuff. There you go and find out was it Brooklyn funny or America funny. I like that I like that way of thinking and we'll talk about the album. Let me ask you this though that you bring it up because like me you're a Chicago native. Yes, born and raised. Hell yeah. Do you feel funnier here? Is there something about almost like I read a thing? Not I read a thing. It's like um, James, you're a comic book guy. Like Superman is stronger on Krypton. On Krypton, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Or is he weaker on Krypton? Well, it's it's all it's even out. Yeah, like, like everyone that. is pretty much the same. I think. Yeah, I guess so. But he's technically stronger on Krypton. Look, I'm not a DC guy, Joe. All right. Well, either way, but <laughs> so let's so just you don't even acknowledge so, it. But you know, I felt that way. <laughs> not that yes I end the situation. There you go. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Not that I didn't feel funny in L.A., and, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you know we both killed it in the cities that we lived in, but uh, something about being here, you just—it's like a home court advantage, I guess. Uh, I feel like the the jokes are, um, if if they're funny here, they're funny anywhere for me. You know what I mean? Like if I tell a joke that's funny, like I I can I can adapt to any type of thing around me Chicago which, comedy's intersectionality we're gonna bring up we're gonna talk about <laughs> we that are, which later we are gonna, we're gonna talk about that there's word there's an intersectional way you work that into the conversation I love it <laughs> but uh, I, I feel that you know I, I'm like if I make it funny here then it's really me being funny as opposed to I can say things in Brooklyn cause I need a laugh or like it's so many people from different <clears> places but if I can like I have a joke about Sweeney Todd that kills in Brooklyn and I had to try it in Chicago just to make sure it wasn't some East Coast, you know, hoity-toity shit. And uh, it worked here, too. So that's when I was like, oh, this is just a funny thing. There you, you go. You know what I mean? It's go. not like, you know, a joke about the trains in New York or whatever. I, I think it's more that living in Chicago because, you know, it's home, mm-hmm. I feel, like, happier. And, again, not that I wasn't happy in L.A., although there was times where I wasn't, but there's times here I'm not happy. Absolutely. I think anywhere you are in life where <laughs> – it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's d- home. dirty hotel room sex I, sounds awesome, but you know that you get you know the grooves to your own bed. You know well, what I mean? yeah, like, damn, I, someone I can, write that down. That should be a postcard. I can get, I could, I could do some wild stuff in my messy car, but somebody else's messy car, I'm like, I don't know what what's a, what the liquid ever, is. The first time you drive someone else's car, you're like, these brakes are a little. Yeah, I'm used to shit brakes. I don't, these are too I, these good. These could go out at any point, you know? Like, they could be newer than mine, but I just don't know them yet. That feel. You gotta get yeah. that feel. I got you. We're here. We're just ingrained in us. We just know this town. Chicago's such a distinct comedy town because of the segregation, too. Where it's like, um, I knew, like, That's when true. I first started here, I knew I, I would do a show on the south side. It's gonna be mostly black. And then I'd do a show on the north side. It'd be mostly white. And it's like, I know what I'm getting from those races where it's like, um, and that's why I had to learn how to make my shit work anywhere because I would hate having to write a different set no matter where I was. 
You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that's true. So like, that's the good thing about when I went to New York. It was like you don't know who's gonna be in the crowd. It's a, it's a, it's a. Now New York's definitely a mecca. It's, it's, a, it's just everything. It's the melting pot. <laughs> so it can be races that you never heard of before. So I was just like, all right, let me just talk about shit that'll work anywhere. That's smart. That's smart. I got to get this out of the way as well. Uh, right up, uh, not quite right up top because we're talking about something else. Those of you watching on Facebook Live, thanks for joining us here. We've been doing, we've been live streaming the podcast probably about for four or five weeks now, minus the hiatus over Christmas and New Year's. The setup in the room right now is not your typical Killgowns pub setup in the studio. It's set up for, uh, unfortunately, hard to even say this out loud, first time, the late, great stand up comedian Dave Metz. Who unfortunately passed away this past uh, two, Monday or Tuesday night? Was Tuesday, it James? Tuesday. Rest in peace. Tuesday night. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, great dude. You'll be hard pressed to find someone say something bad about him. And not just because he died. I know a lot of people were like, "Well, he's the best because they died." And really, in real life, they pissed people off. Not really. The thing that people said about him, and because they were trying to be true to him, and this is how I think a lot of comedians would want this when they die. Yeah. Is I saw several different posts of how. James, um, sorry, James, you're not dead. I'm Dave, here. Dave Metz about how <laughs> about how Dave Metz is number one, a guy who wouldn't bullshit you, yeah, and a guy who didn't like suffer bullshit, he didn't suffer fools, as the expression goes. Yeah. He was just a no nonsense type, of unabashedly dude. authentic. Yes, he was 100% Dave Metz. Yeah. He was there's nothing fake about that dude. You know, what, Webb, is he a part of your like comedy class? Did he start with you? So no, he came on a little bit later. Um, okay, but like I think he started around. Do you guys remember the mic? Uh, I think it was uh, the last thing the world needs is a, a another mm. open mic. I remember <laughs> the title, but I think it started like when I was gone. Like he, I was gone 2014 to 2017, and you were gone okay. roughly 2013. Do you know yeah. you know JMO right? Yeah, J. J. Michael Osborne. Yeah. He came up with them um, and like Matthias Mutual and all that. Uh, and uh, who used? To, I'm sorry, I want to make this okay. too deep. Too yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Who did the show over in Lincoln Park? It was that stage with all the records in the background, and he was singing on top of the table at the end. Um, oh, I'm not. Sure I can't think of his that. name, but it's right over in DePaul. It was right over like by Ashland and Fullerton. It was a show, oh. and they did it in the back room, and the the backdrop to the stage was like all these like stereo Ace sure. Bar. Ace Bar. Are you thinking of Nate Burroughs? Nate, he, he, him, him they, and Nate Burroughs were, were close. pretty they were, they were close. They were definitely close. Okay. Yes. I think uh, Nate I, started I, before, holy but shit, they were, they were the same click. super appropriate that you're yes, wearing I was a about fucking to bring that up. jacket right now. That was what? Dave's style. That was, that was style. Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah, I they saw, saw a picture of all those dudes. There was a picture yeah. of like 12 dudes. Joe McMahon has been on the podcast a bunch. A few of Bobby Buds, I think, and a few other dudes. Mark Jalewski and Blake Burkhart. Where they were wearing tracksuits. They were okay. all wearing Adidas tracksuits just like that one yeah, to I, honor I, him. I, I and we're going to keep the studio up like this to honor him because he had a podcast. Uh, what was the name of the new one? So, so the new, new one. one was called Cult of Personality. Um, mm. And it was so just completely Dave. It was about uh, like people with cult followings, like celebrities and all that shit, like YouTube stars and stuff too. Like pretty much anyone who had like a really weird following. Gotcha. Okay. And like he would, you know, he would talk shit about them. And that's why you got Stalin on the wall right yeah, behind me exactly. over here. In the Chinese and, flag. But he also taught Mandarin, right? Or yeah. He taught so I guess or? I found well, out today he, he at the Chinese. funeral that he learned uh, Chinese when he was like in high school or maybe younger than that. And then he went on to teach it to uh, non-English speakers in, uh, I think it was early high school. Mandarin is the hard one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Metz was a genius, too. Mao Zedong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm one of those smart comedians. You know? I know my, <laughs> my accent don't make it seem that way, but yeah, I'll drop a Mao Zedong sure. or a Titsi Shoy or something. I mean, like if that. you can get a Mao reference in, I didn't know what that was, yeah. yeah. That went right over my head. 
<laughs> Mao Zedong. He, him and Stalin killed more people than Hitler, but you know, mm. you got to have the right PR. By a wide Hitler had way better press. He, he had look. way. He was <laughs> an artist. Know? I don't know shit about Stalin except the murders and yeah. the cannibalism. Stalin came a little after Hitler too, right? Or he, kind of around the same time. They were like, they were, no, Stalin was like before Hitler and after Hitler. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's like, it was like clouded over all the Wasn't Hitler. Stalin a little bit quieter? Hitler, I felt like, was giving speeches constantly. Stalin was Putin, but like got away with shit. Like they were way richer. Yeah. But take Trump away from the presidency, but there were way richer real estate people than Trump. But Americans think, oh, he was the best real estate guy. No, because he, he just yeah. shut, he, he talked the most. He, he knew how to put his name out Exactly, there, yeah. So I feel like that's what Hitler was good. Hitler, if, if he was... If you would have succeeded, there'd be Hitler towers everywhere. Top five: Hitler, Mao Zedong, um, uh, Stalin, Mussolini, maybe, and then uh, who's the dude that was in Bill and Ted's? <laughs> the Asian dude, yeah, Attila, Attila the Hunt, Genghis Khan, Genghis, Genghis Khan, Khan. Yeah. yeah, Genghis Khan for sure. I See, love look, the Dave, vibe Dave, that we have, man. <laughs> Dave, all, if you're listening in the stratosphere somewhere or whatever, man, this is the type Bill, of talk you've inspired. A Bill and Ted reference, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, making was, a new one of those, by the way. I heard that right. Uh, is Keanu Reeves going to be in it? Yeah, he has to. Yeah, they're both going to be. They both are. That other guy obviously is going to be in it. He needs. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's this is the first thing he's done. In no one even looks like actor's name. No one even no, knows. Bill. Bill. <laughs> yeah, he's literally Bill. Or Ted. Was I he can't Ted? Remember. I can't remember who the hell was who. Whoa, Bill. <laughs> yeah, no, he was Ted. Bill. Okay. Yeah, he was Bill. It's amazing. They're talking <laughs> about these movie stars that started out in things, and then like Bill and Ted. How about how Keanu Reeves was this stoner dude in this movie that people are probably just like whatever. And he then was, he became you know, the Matrix, and some, he had some serious movies. You he, know, no one ever really raved about his acting, but people talk about Keanu Reeves being the coolest fucking dude in the world. There's I always heard. he gives. Uh, the, he's been giving to like a children's charity for the since like 2001. But there's like, a video of pops a up of him every now. And there was a video of him that went viral like a couple weeks ago of him sitting on like a subway in New York, Just giving a seat up, and for then a lady. he gives up a seat for a lady, and like you know, he's so almost filming it through purses because they didn't want him to know. He's and, a super cool dude. He uh, did John Wick. He also, this is a good sports uh, reference. You know, he was supposed to be in White Man Can't Jump. Really? Was they he? they pushed, but he couldn't play basketball for shit. I mean, like, Get he a was double. just, it was that bad. Like That bad, Woody Harrelson could ball more oh, than Keanu Reeves. Oh, Woody Harrelson, he he used to play everybody on set for money. Yeah, no, I know. He's good. He's got a real shot. He used to, like, like he lost a butt, like, all those scenes where they're gambling, I think that was added because he was gambling so much on like trick shots and like uh, three pointers. Keanu looks taller and looks more athletically. He, built. he just can't. He is no athletic. That's that's a lot of people like that. Like Fifty Cent looks like he'd be a good athlete. You ever see him throw a baseball? I, he Brutal. can't throw a baseball. He can't box. He can't do anything. He can't do <laughs> shit, man. He could take Keanu, shots and rap a little. He could, Keanu Reeves like hurt was hurting people with how bad he was at basketball. That that'll hurt you. He was in Point Break where he played an ex college football player. Really? And CJ Sullivan has one of the funniest jokes ever about the movie Point Break. In the movie Point Break, everyone watched Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. If you haven't seen it, it's basically Patrick Swayze and a bunch of dudes are like surfer uh, bank robbers. Yeah. And they wear the masks of former presidents as they rob banks. And John and um, Keanu Reeves plays a character named Johnny uh, Utah who was in the Rose Bowl, like an ex- like, like a college like football a fake star. Johnny Unitas type, type of thing, I name. guess. Okay. You know, they gave him like Johnny Utah, probably close to Johnny Unitas. But he was supposed to be like in the NFL, but busted up his knee. And but he was like, you know, a big. It would be like Tebow, and then it goes undercover as a cop. And CJ's whole joke is like, 
How did they not recognize him? How were yeah, people like, wait oh, a minute, dude? That was money yeah. on you on the fucking Rose Bowl guy? Yeah. Like, that was this horrible plot point of the movie. But it's a really fun movie, though. And, and then they made a sequel that I heard kind of sucked. And CJ Sullivan, can we shout out? <laughs> I always want to shout out. They always take it to people roses before they can smell them. And I just want to say <laughs> CJ is one of the greatest Chicago comedians. Like, anybody, if I'm like, yo, somebody want to see, who's funny in Chicago? He's on the show. I'm like, like especially over 40 Anybody? Really. Yeah. They're oh no, he's he's my definitely dad got would that. love C.J. Sullivan. I think every dad would love C.J. Sullivan. Every single right? dad would love <laughs> C.J. Sullivan. And my dad don't like comedy. He's only been to one oh, of my man, shows. Man, that reminds me of a great story. There was a time at an open mic when I was just starting out, but I was getting close with C.J. and Flannery and, and some of those dudes. And I think the open mic, open mic was at Sheffield's. I won't say the comedian. She's. I'll tell you later because okay. you know who she is. You remember her? Uh oh. Wasn't a very. Wasn't very. She's f- still doing comedy. No. Okay. She's not. But. I don't. If, what, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You, well, tell me this. What, what got her kicked out of comedy? What was the last kicked, she just wasn't. She just wasn't. You know. <laughs> who she? Who she? Who she, who she? All right. I don't know. I I liked her as a person a lot. She had a couple bits here or there, but as far as like the doing, chops. making the chops, right? And she had a set. Her her dad was in town and from the south, and uh, <laughs> I kind of was by us, and she introduced us, and so CJ's talking about like Oklahoma State football and stuff like that. Kind of maybe gave away a little part of the puzzle there, Uh-oh. and about like just you know SEC stuff and college football and NFL and everything. And they're getting along, you having beers and drinking, doing shots, and then it's time for his daughter to go on stage, and she just does a joke where she just like basically uh, acts out getting fucked. You know what I mean? Mm. And it was really detailed, like grossly detailed, just like way too much. And I remember CJ at that moment kind of like trying to change the subject with his dad, her dad there. He then leans over to us going, I think I just witnessed the first time in history where he'd rather his daughter have been a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> because it's at least you know what you're getting into ahead of time. Right, right, you know? right, right. If you come really in to see her, you know what you're getting. For Jeez. sure. Uh, you know what? It sucks, man. I was talking about this with someone over the last few weeks, too, when a comedian dies. Sorry, we're shifting back a little mm-hmm. here. CJ Sullivan, take care of yourself, buddy. We love you. <laughs> That's what I'll do. That's what I was saying. Man, okay. I, I know we got to get to what you're saying. No, no, but no, like, cool, He was man. hosting at Laugh Factory one time, and he like he his just breathing was so labored, but he was killing. <laughs> and I was just like, man, can we just like... Tell, as an audience, tell CJ to eat better because I don't want you don't have a mass in, intervention some, right somebody, there. Somebody, somebody's like it was like Chris Farley's anniversary or some shit. I'm like, man, we don't need BJ T- Sullivan coming up here telling jokes <laughs> the way Chris Farley's brother did, and like we just need that original. It was it was funny in the time, no. and he took it as a joke. Yeah, I'm sure. But I was really worried about the, how hard he was breathing because it was like that. <clears throat> Like you know how people yeah are no CJ we talk. love you man let's love uh, let's you. take it easy there bud uh, yeah whatever how no, we he's, can he's help. the best too man and no. by the way all this all stuff that I'm saying behind his back no I would tell him to his face oh I love you take care of yourself <laughs> but the stuff I was saying about him being a great comedian which yeah. you should know he should we have the type of friendship where we don't I don't you don't certain do that. friends you don't compliment to their face yeah no behind I, their back you're like oh that dude's the best and I, you see him you're like dude you fucking suck I told <laughs> him to eat better into a microphone in front of about a hundred people. <laughs> And that's love. That's Chicago love. I can't wait till he's in town because I've been dying to get him on this podcast because he's the perfect <clears throat> pub drinker or like, you know, pub shit talker, I should say. Yeah. Because this podcast is kind of inspired by just drinking with your buddies and all the kind of random conversation you'll have. Yeah. And he's got that. You know, we both come from the same Irish Catholic culture. I remember when his dad died, which, you know, sucked, obviously. That was like seven, eight years ago. A lot of death in this podcast already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw him at Chuba's, which was the big hot open mic on Sunday nights in town. So it was probably maybe like 2011 yes. or something. I don't know. And, uh, you know, he came in and it was his first time back since then. You could tell people were buying him drinks and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I think I ordered him a beer or a shot. And then I, we locked eyes. Locked eyes, it sounds bad. We, we, like, we yeah, saw each other across the bar. Yeah, you guys and date I, each other. Yeah, out, dude. <laughs> and then I gave him this look. I'll look into the camera and do this. And then he'll look back to me like, yeah. you know, just this somber head nod like, I yeah. got you. That was it. I didn't have to say sorry just about your dad. Like, That's just how it is. Just like a little, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. Now let's talk about the fucking Cubs. Like that we kind don't, of thing. We don't force each other to say the perfect thing or have the perfect thing to say. It's unnecessary because it's there is tough. no perfect thing. No. And if you try, if it comes out naturally, cool. But like, you know, we, we, we have to do enough of that in dating situations. So you just amongst the guys just. Yeah, head nod. just you know, or Bobby a shot. The little chin head nod thing was yeah. enough to know. Uh, you you're saying you're sorry. I get it. Appreciate it. Now let's. I, we don't I, have to fucking get into I, it. I don't have I to tell you about that. playing catch with them for the first time. I love that so much because I was in a situation in New York with a uh, uh, another comedian who's a bit famous, but you know everybody's cool, whatever. And uh, there was a situation where there was a woman who I mess with they used to mess with him and somehow she was trying to play us against each other mm-hmm. so she ended up telling him about me and i knew that he knew and he knew that i knew so i just saw him at a show didn't even bring it up i just came over to the table with an extra jameson and ginger ale and we toasted and that was pretty much all that it needed to be all i need to be i know who it is based off the drink but no, no, it wasn't I him. Know, it wasn't it, him, but it was no, on that dude. level. It wasn't okay. him. I it only, was Pete it, Davidson. You're talking about Ariana Grande. <laughs> you used to hook up with Ariana first. Then Pete was engaged to her. They're not together anymore. And it was this whole situation. Well, I wasn't going to name names. But hey, man, you know what? Any, We're honest here on this podcast. I don't want to get attacked on Twitter for, for bringing up the Duchess Ariana Grande. <laughs> Is that what they're calling her now? The Duchess? Oh, Call dude. A lot of but, things. <laughs> Yeah, I like that note. I just like the culture of here's a drink. It, We're good. We're good, right? Drink. It's an unspoken thing. Guys have to understand other guys fuck. We, we fuck up all the time. So if we hard on each other, then fuck it. You know what I mean? We always ask people for Any women listening, this is the key right here. Like, <laughs> we just like, come on, man. Just don't do that shit again. That's all it was. Yeah. And that me buying drinks like, hey, last time I learned my bad. I don't make the same mistake twice. And what I mean by women watching, do it this way. I'm not you saying we're better than you or you're better than oh. us. All people, yeah, everyone listening. a little listening. more intersectional, John. And everyone yeah. in the intersectionality, Any, men, women, women, men, new, uh, them, theys. New men, cool old here. men, Every, whatever you know, type of. No matter what your age. <laughs> uh, what was that old WWE? Um, boys and girls, children of all ages. Yeah. When, uh, was it Road Dog used to do that thing where he named everyone? Yeah. Uh, that's. I think there's something about that culture of just being like, we're good. Here's a drink. Here's a drink. You, you know, know what? I got you. Blah blah blah. That type of thing. Real. You know what's messing up and what messes everything that. up is just this, this this thirst for women. And I think like when you think about you know the big thing now is men trying to who men trying to prove that they're on the women's side. Oh yeah, it comes a lot of it comes off phony, right? It's it it's we those are the it. worst ones. I, I I always say that if there's a dude that's like that. If there's a dude who's tweeting about how terrible men are constantly, I will tell my female friends, stay the, the fuck away from that guy. Possible. That dude is it's, the worst. It's, it's never not happened where it comes out mm-hmm. that like this dude is a total creep. Well, let me ask you that along the same thread here. What do you feel about white people who are constantly bashing white people? 
Sometimes there's a point, but there are some people who do it so out of their way. I'm like, I feel like I, you've got some demons in that closet. For sure. Their, their family. They got some racist family. Or they got some tweets. Or they got something that they're guilty about. Because obviously there's support. And then there's going out of your way. Yeah, nobody even asked. That's <laughs> right. That's what I mean. <laughs> nobody asked that, like your the, thoughts. And you're still the thing. So like. Saying white people are terrible, saying men are terrible, isn't going to absolve you from being that. And it's and it's just like it's almost trying to cheat. Like just take your lumps. Yeah, take your lumps, man. Is none like we were saying earlier. Nothing is easy about being a comedian or being famous or being in social media famous. None. Take your lumps and make it funny. All right. Well, I was going to bring up more death stuff, but we could kind of slide into this now. A good friend of ours who's been on this podcast before. Um, I can name her. She wouldn't mind because we've got her back. Comedian She's Lisa, a public figure. Fuck yeah. Comedian Lisa Traeger who was, and this is why I've, I talk about this a lot on, on podcasts in the past with like friendship and, and how there's a little bit of shift in some certain aspects of things nowadays with though I disagree with you on something and instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, we disagree. We're still cool. It's I disagree with you and this is a problem and bubble, you know, right. which is stupid. So Lisa was on MSNBC. I forget the name of the guy's show. Ari something or other, I think. I'll find it. The Thanks. takedown with. Yeah, with I think Ari something. Is that his name? I don't think or it's Ari. Is it not Ari? <laughs> I just know it's the takedown. My stereotype in Jewish men. I, I, I'm, I'm not touching that. <laughs> don't touch. Yeah, stay away. Get out of the camera <laughs> shot on this one. Uh, well, whatever the show was on MSC, MSNBC, a younger guy, I've seen his stuff. I, th- I like him enough. It was the first time I mean, I've I seen like his show. show. I, I've seen him on, he's got his own show, but I remember when he was just like filling in, and he's pretty okay. good. He's got some charisma. All I watch is Maddow. <laughs> Maddow's great. And you, you're looking it up? Oh, so anyway, yeah, Camille Lisa Traeger was on. This is from Real right Clear here? Politics. I mean, it's probably covering what Anyway, so yeah, so it doesn't matter what the name of the show was. They asked her, Ari like. Melber. Ari Melber. So was Ari. Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel a little bit better there. Thank you. The Beat. The host the Ari beat. Melber. Oh, she took him down on The Beat. It That's says that it she took down Bernie Sanders. So yeah. she did. She just said, I'm, I'm over Bernie Sanders. Get out of the way. You know, 2016 was your year, and it really wasn't. Oh, here, here's the quote. Please get away from us. It's not going to happen. I think you're disheveled. You're unlikable, and you're Jesus. pushy. Uh, you couldn't control your campaign and what your employees were doing and harassing and paying women on trailer, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, I'm not saying blah, 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 but you guys get the point. Yeah. Yeah, I like Bernie it. Sanders, so I don't even really agree I'm with Bernie, Lisa bro, at right, all. I don't sure. really agree with anything she's saying there. Uh, I still am like, good for her. I like the way she said it because she was herself in saying it. That's her opinion. Doesn't change the way yeah. I judge her one iota. Love her to death, and I and because of that, a lot of Bernie people, I'm assuming, or just people who like to hate in or general, just the Twitter Roddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dug up some old tweets of hers, <laughs> which weren't. They didn't have to do much digging. They did not. <laughs> like, they literally cracked the surface. It was like, oh shit! I thought this was gonna be an all day thing. Yesterday, Lisa said, <laughs> it's, it's "Leaving MSNBC." <laughs> Traeger tweeted. <laughs> this is oh man, you're right. Like we were talking before the podcast, going they didn't have to go back that far. Some of these she, tweets were from like 2017. She, 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 she responded to people digging up her tweets with more problematic tweets. It was pretty bad, man. Oh, but that's dude, that's yeah. Twitter. Yeah, look up the tweets if you could, yeah. James. Oh my we'll God. say a couple Let's of read them. Read them out loud. I, I refuse. We no. love Lisa here. No, dude. but no, we're, we got her back because we know she's not racist. Yeah, we Lisa, know. Lisa does so Lisa many things rules, great, dude. but she, she'll be the she first does. to admit um, she's a bad texter. And I think in the early texter. days of some of her tweets here, they kind of read like her texts, and where they're a little jumbled up, where you're like, wait, what the you fuck know, are you saying? It, it's bad texters. She, you know, she'll I'm text not, stuff she, like ten she, minutes restaurant, yeah, holla, and I'm like, what she, restaurant? She ten can, minutes from what now? She, she could speak on the source 
of it better than I could. But you know, shit, comedians we have late nights. You know what I mean? We we get off stage, we we write certain things, and when we're not in our right mind, and I'm not excusing it. It's not okay, but I know her. I feel I, like I'm like Janine Garofalo with Louie right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm just explaining get ready for that why. Second wave, Clark. Yeah, I'm trying to get my numbers the up. The nice I thing is, which first of all, her numbers did blow up from this. <clears throat> but so Someone many people was telling love, me that she got like eight thousand new followers or something because well, everyone loved what she said about Bernie. Hil- Hillary, Hillary, any fanatic. Like we talking about cults, right? Yeah. Just the cults oh yeah. If I were on a show and I trashed <laughs> oh. Hillary, I would get a wave of new followers from doing that. Of course. But Hillary, yeah, Hillary followers. I've I've had many back and forths. With people who just feel like this one way is the only way, and yeah. it's you talking about intersectional feminism. They're just like they. I'm telling you, Hillary's problematic with black people for this, and it's just like, oh no, you're a. Oh, how are you gonna tell me you only have so many Twitter followers? It's just yeah. crazy, you know. When we just deify anybody, all these people are terrible. All, all the politicians, all people, Cory Booker, are terrible. A- AOC, all of everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yes, I'm saying it. No, I I don't I agree with you strongly do on that. Not, what fucking kills me is this whole culture of like, oh, someone said something we don't like, we gotta destroy them. What yeah. can I, we find out? I just them? wish Let's, it was harder for them to find with Lisa. I wish it wasn't how, from, James, you're pretty tech savvy. How do they look up old tweets like this so quickly? So you go to a profile, you just click search. You click the person's profile? Yeah. yeah. So How do you, you search someone's individual profile. Yeah. You just you just search their name plus whatever term. Yeah. So if they typed in I can find how many times you said the F word right yeah, now. Yeah, joke. Do if, it. If do it. Say, uh, no, I'm serious. Joe Kilgallen and fuck. Here we go, guys. The, Not that one. Yeah. The other one. Are you gonna look uh, up the bad oh, one? Oh, oh, I get oh. it. I'd probably never well, said it. Hope, that was hopefully. that was one of the tweets. Yeah, she did say know. that word in one of the tweets. But yeah. like I just got into it with a, a, a so, uh, media person. Go back to who the one that was cell phones the Asian, Asian as far as driving is concerned. <laughs> Jesus. Like I, some the of people these are just so incoherent. Like Two thousand and twelve. They're just incoherent. But that's yeah, two thousand and fucking twelve, she dude. Was... And this is the thing. So a lot of the we want to talk politics. You want to talk about Tulsi Gabbard, okay? The this, yeah. the fucking superstar of progressive politics when Bernie was running. When Bernie, yeah, she kind of got quiet though because AOC, I think, is the new superstar of that. Well, but matter. she's not running for president. Tulsi's no, she's not. Tulsi's what did Tulsi do? So there's this big wave of people hating on Tulsi from the left because in twenty like oh six or something, she was part of her dad's. Anti-gay thing coalition. They, mm. they, they, were, they were saying some like and uh, since then, extreme homosexuals. She has them. completely turned herself around. She she started supporting gay rights before Obama and mm. Hillary, and Hillary and Bernie and Obama people are all saying no, no, no. She's the worst. It's like you any they. Is there's any, no contextual. If, if you're being built up. People feel it's their duty to bring to you take back you down, down immediately, and like we haven't even what fucking about, seen the whole what, field yet. What about Leno's? No. What about Leno's fiance, Charles Leno from the Bears? Oh yeah, so the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Everyone who's not a Chicago sports fan, because people listen nationally, I almost have as I have as many listeners. Oh, this outside was, of Chicago this, was Chicago. this was a national thing because the did, Bears were right. doing so well. But here's the thing about social media: it's a story for two days, and then it's. People, something else. Something else. So if you have a, one of those fun weekends where you're not on social some, media, somebody do something no so Lisa can get some sleep. Yes, for the love of God. <laughs> so do Charles Leno, the Bears' offensive guard, yeah, proposed to his girlfriend. They've been together for a long time after uh, a game. So he proposed on the field. Everyone's Absolutely. happy. All the players were like, "Hell yeah!" You know, they love him. They love her. 
And then people dug up old tweets about her. Yes. But I didn't think hers were even. I, I've got like, uh, who was it? A few, a few. I don't know who, but a few of my black friends on Facebook were like, these aren't that. These are pretty good overall. The, these because it's mostly just like they're saying that she was fetishizing black guys because they're well, basically like black guys have the best dicks. I'm not dating white dudes anymore. And she dropped the N bomb <laughs> a couple times. Did she? Oh, it yeah, was mostly bad. like the N I G G A. It was black. Uh, or the bad one. Well, they're both bad. The the, the N I G G A soft okay. R. But it was a lot of black black women do not like black dudes dating non. They don't, women. yeah, that's especially true. on social media. So that was who led the charge, and that's who I saw the most tweets from. And black dudes, watch out! White women gonna destroy you. And from seeing things with Charles Leno, Charles Leno, a very like you know, hey man, everybody should be happy. Yeah, type of he's he seems not, pretty positive. Yeah, he's not like. Uh, He's not trying to lead. He's not leading a revolution. But I definitely, I saw some people on Twitter going, well, this should end the engagement. I'm like, no, that's no. not real. People don't work that you way, you fucking he, Twitter idiots. He has a game on Sunday. He yeah, don't give he, a shit about our opinions. You know what? He probably knew those tweets existed or, or didn't care he that just, much. He don't care. She probably. Been, did you find any dirt on me yet? can't believe we're doing this live. Yes, I found one. Did, did you, you find one bad that? one? I did. He put the whole word or the three letter? The three letter. So oh, there's one on. tweet. From 2011, ah, Joe. Ah, shit. Uh, yeah. One from eight years ago. The camera's oh, not on man. it, right? I don't want people to read no. it. No. All right. You know what's funny? I typed in my name and that word and couldn't find anything. time to delete it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I typed in my word and that, na- and that name and nothing so you came have to, up. You have to type the name in quote, the word in quotes. At... At your and then the word in quotes. By the way, people listening live, please don't do this. I was talking with a good friend of mine. Just delete it right now. Let's delete it. A good friend of mine last night, and um, yeah, I'll delete it. Let's delete it right now. Yeah, why even bother? Let's people who can't see it. People who can't see it. It's not that bad. Give me your phone and I'll do it. Here, yeah, I say a certain athlete played like uh, which I mean, look, this isn't great. But at the time in which I posted race it. Race against the clock right uh, now, dude, James, because really somebody's is. screenshotting. I, I know. It's a race against the clock. Real quickly, you know what's hilarious? Is above me is a comic making a very liberal point of view. It sure is. Who is not liberal at all that's anymore. So fu- that's the irony of I it I told people that I found, like in Boom, my Facebook memories, done. him making very left-wing points of view, and now he's... He, he, he and I used way. to have great conversations and very progressive conversations. Thanks, man. Any other bad ones, or was that the only one? That was the only one. Not did you only Look, search that word? Or did you search other words? No, I just searched that one. In bomb, in bomb. No way. Okay, yeah, the there's N-bomb. no. It might have been a retweet. No retweet. Retweet. Like for retweet because the retweet's an endorsement. Retweet is an endorsement. Okay, first of all, no, he's not wrong. Okay, so here's I'm a question, saying. Clark. Here's a question for you. Sometimes I repost hilarious memes with the N word. I, I see that girls I've dated have done that, and I'm just like, I'm not the judge and jury on it. Sure. Um, but you got to realize everything that comes with it. So okay. if you want to, I'm not the one to say right. it won't hurt my it's feelings. It's a subjective thing. I'm just saying, like everybody's not as understanding as me. Sure. So you know, if you if it, if the tweet is worth it, is it is it worth it? In the words of Missy, is it let me worth bang it? down, flip it in reverse. Yeah, is reversing it, worth it, it is deleting it. All right. What other is, words? I banged down, flipped it in reverse. <laughs> oh, yeah, that old tweet from 2011. <laughs> deleted and reversed it. Now you gotta say something great. Now you, gotta, you, know, you have to, type you that have word. to say something. Yeah. No, no results found. Zero. Hell yeah, baby! I've never either said one. It. Well, we're doing the e- er right now. Okay. Yes, zero. You're clean. I'm a good dude. What other ones can we find? 
What one would be bad? <laughs> Typing gay? See gay or lesbian? Well, I mean, yeah, gay actually, is yep. extremely contextual. You could be supporting people. That, that's still, yeah, man. Real quick, hold on. Like, Twitter don't care. I'm going to the past first. Twitter does not that's where care. all the bad stuff lies. Yeah, 2012. The, very, the far past. Or 2016 for Lisa. There we go. Hold, hold <laughs> on. A junior, at Junior Stop Guy, I love your gay asshole. That's pretty supportive of gay people. Um, look it's at that. Nice oh, that's a bad picture. It's Laugh Factory recording. Meet one of my jokes. My whole story is that I assume everyone is gay. That's not bad either. None of that's no, bad. none of this. Whoa, is bad. whoa! You're part of one. Yeah, this and Lisa too. And Lisa's part of one. One of us is going gay. <laughs> you and Lisa, it's hilarious. I don't know Megan what Gailey. it means. I don't know what it means. You wrote a whiskey journal article with gay in the title. I did, but there was uh, I For credited. Me. I wrote a the whiskey journal's like the Onion, so it's satire. I wrote, so guys, definitely check out the whiskey journal. Um, uh, <laughs> Illinois congressman credits Macklemore for gay marriage vote. Basically, that this Illinois congressman listened to the Macklemore song, that gay rights song from Macklemore. Yeah. And uh, it was so catchy, he changed his tune on it. <laughs> I just like the idea of an old white guy you being like, Macklemore's my favorite rapper. I didn't search. A lot of, a lot of your gay stuff is uh, progressive. It was all pretty supportive. Yeah, gay was too. Yeah. By the way, I would never, but you never, never typed know. out the full word in my life. You we just thought, like, somebody had made the comment about, like, with comedians. We just, for many years, we were just typing into this dark hole. Real quick, someone wrote that to me it. though, and I know her, so I don't don't. The camera was not on that no, name, she, right? No, because she's that. not a she's yeah, a civilian. She's a oh <laughs> yeah, me and you had <laughs> me and you got into about me Connor, you about Connor and and, and, and uh, money and money. Yeah, it it's just you know what it is. You just loyal to your to your thing, you know. Yeah, and like it just we it was never like crazy. No, 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 no. But I, it was I, just I, like, I was we were though. I think the worst thing I said during that exchange because I remember I think they came up on Facebook memories like over the summer. Was that uh, we were going back and forth, back and forth, and I said something like, "You know, I'm not going to pay attention to this anymore." And then I don't know if it was you or someone else said that sounds like white privilege. And I go, "Well, what's the <laughs> and that's the and, and I think I said something like, "Well, if I'm not using it, I'm an asshole, so I'm going to use this privilege and ignore yeah. the whole situation." Yeah, <laughs> which isn't even that it, bad, really. It was just like Calvin Evans is a joke that he said if he meets white people who don't use their privilege, he goes, "You motherfucker, yeah, wasters, you know, whatever wasters. he says." This is it's a very good joke. Yeah, it's hilarious, but yeah, but I remember the whole. Conor McGregor Floyd thing was because Floyd, you got a guy who's beating women, terrible, obviously. And Conor has said some stupid ass shit. Don't get me wrong. I that's think Conor's, I think Conor's more ignorant than racist. That's what it was. I and think I, that's my thing with Conor McGregor. I think he's it, ignorant as hell. You know what? Because he's is? not American, and we forget that. But you also like with social media, you're not arguing against that person. But I didn't in take the anything moment. personally because it was me and you, and we've well, argued sports a million times. I, we normally I, were on the same side though. I was arguing not just you. But everybody on Twitter who I was going back and forth yeah, with, too. guys who I know don't give a damn about domestic violence, trying to put that on Mayweather. I'm like, yeah. you don't give a shit. Yeah, you're about, only using it as Yeah, ammo. you're using yeah. it as a thing. So totally. I was that was on me partially because I was taking other arguments and bringing it into you, you and I's back and forth. I first started hating Mayweather because I thought he should have fought Pacquiao two years before he did. But I, I admit, Mayweather's probably the best pound-for-pound pound boxer of all time. It'd be hard I, to argue against that. I don't know why I root for Mayweather. I have no idea except... Uh, well, he's great at what he does. I mean, I he, just thought his fights were boring because he's so technical. I'm like that with sports, though. That's yeah. the reason I don't... In MMA, I love MMA. I, I don't like the wrestlers. I think the guys who do the ground game where they're just hugging each other for four minutes... people out. Boring the shit out of me, man. I want to see people punching. I want to well, see kicks. I want to see, like... When I saw Mayweather beat the fuck out of Hatton, I, that's when I became a fan. When Mayweather in his like twenties, when he, he still had some knockout power, he was fun to watch. I mean, because he would duck people like a, yeah, it was had, amazing. Hadn't arguably gets his ass kicked a lot, 
But I mean, <laughs> reminds me of Mayweather. Yeah. Beat the fuck. No, out he of did. He, that was that was a star making. That was a star making <laughs> fight. Star turning mean, fight. You know. So yeah, I'm laughing at another thing. This is how ignorant McGregor is. Is uh, after the fight with Mayweather, you know, he said, "I made you fight like a Mexican." <laughs> That's funny. And people thought he was saying something bad. And I'm like, hold on. He means like he was he's, aggressive. He, he was, wouldn't it's stop. It's a boxing term. He was relentless. That's what, that's what he means. He keeps coming at you because <laughs> Mexicans are like applauded for the really aggressive style. Solid job. It's almost like he needs some interpreter like to be like a PC interpreter you, for all the shit he's saying. You know it's what? Like, hey, here's what he meant. It, same like, yeah, the, well, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> people ain't going to watch if he's saying it the right way. So, And that's what it's about. Every, I yeah. got annoyed, though, because yeah. when that fight first started happening, before anything was even said, there was like think pieces and blogs where people were like, is this going to be another like Jack Johnson or Great White Hype type thing? And I'm like, right. no, because and what pissed me off about that is because I knew they weren't MMA fans. Because in mixed martial arts, they're not like that shit. That was like an old boxing promoter crap, Definitely, the white-black yeah. guy thing. In MMA, black people and white people fight. Uh, Brazilians and black people fight. Brazilians and Asian people fight. It's all different mixed. walks of life. Ken they, Shamrock and, and anybody. Yeah, dude, they don't <laughs> give it. It's just not like that in that world. I've never really seen it used to promote fights like it did historically in boxing. Yeah. And then people brought that out. And I think that's why I got fed up during that, too, because... The, the two years leading up to McGregor Mayweather, I got really into MMA. And when I get really, really into something, I become like obsessed. I watch old videos on YouTube. I try to learn as much as I can about it because I was novice as hell and didn't really know a lot. Still wouldn't consider myself on the level of some people mm -hmm. who are, are big fans. you know. But for two years in, I think I really pulled it off or really got into it. And I was kind of – people were like, oh, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. I'm like, no, he's not. Here's what's going to happen. Mayweather's probably going to tire him out because Conor McGregor has terrible cardio and Mayweather has notoriously it, the best. It, and also Mayweather, all of his fights go the distance mostly. Absolutely. And if, if McGregor I – I figured that McGregor, his only chance would knock him out early and Mayweather's hard to touch. So I went into that knowing there's no way in hell Conor's going to win this, but it'll be fun to get into the spectacle of the whole thing. I thought the fact that he made the fight happen was a win right there because Connor is not a professional boxer. So if he loses, it's like he still saves face because everyone's like, well, yeah, that's not his fucking forte. And he makes $100 million, way more than you could ever make. You're saying it's a no-lose. I it's thought it was a no-lose situation for Connor McGregor. But he did. I mean, he got he got his ass rocked, too. And that's he all did. I'm saying. Yeah, but look, mm -hmm. he went Especially for somebody who, who doesn't rounds, knock people out. He caught a couple. He took some strong ten. punches, but you notice it was in the ninth and tenth round when he couldn't lift his fucking arms up. It's almost he, like he did what I said he did. He would tire him out. The comedy and Mayweather even said he goes, I'm gonna, "I was going to let him shoot his shot, tire yeah. himself out, and then I was going to beat him." It's a stand-up parable, you know, in that like, man, doing a five-minute guest spot is so different than doing an hour. You're, you're right. Where you're billing it as, "Come see Joe mm. Kilgallen for an hour," and people are coming in. There's a different expectation. It would be like Mayweather is Chappelle, Chris Rock, you know, Bill Burr. And McGregor is like an up and coming. Hey, I've got my name on some top lists here. I was yeah. number one on this, number one on that. I yeah. got my debut album on iTunes. I, I've only done oh, a presents. I've I done just, the Netflix fifteen. Not, I've done yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I've got the buzz on me now. I'm the young hotshot. I did five. I've got more show. Instagram followers than you know. And then and, and it's like, come on, I'll school you. Stand up. Yeah, yep. you can't do an hour though, kid. You're gonna your your it's best a, joke will be at minute forty two, and then the last eighteen minutes is you trying to fucking get through crowd work that's terrible. It's a whole different like. Even preparing, and I don't know if you except that bad way. comic doesn't get a hundred million dollars. They the don't. It. They, but they that that Instagram star just being on there. Like I remember yeah. uh, when Kevin Hart was battling a, a comedian named DC Youngfly, who was just nobody, but Kevin responded to him, you know, and then his thing started blowing up, and he got on MTV, and he's co-hosting TRL now. So like. 
you got to be careful getting into it when you're that famous with somebody who's not. You're going to put people on, you know? Yeah. Because we're saying, look that way at that guy. It's amazing. Know? I'm always curious nowadays because within the last couple of years, I've really paid attention to social media. I used to hate it. I still I still don't love it, yeah. but I've accepted it because it's not going anywhere. It's not. And it's not. Like, and you might as well. It's the fucking government in China already. What? Social, social media. media. They're in charge? Dude, so, okay. You guys are Black Mirror fans, obviously, right? No, I've never seen one no? episode. So there's an episode called Nosedive in the, the third season uh, with Bryce Dallas Howard. Great episode where basically. Yeah. Uh, so they, they fucking. Uh, she is. They, <laughs> the society has evolved to a place where they basically, uh, they rate you on points. And you can only get into certain places and do certain things if you have mm. a point level, like in the world. So like if you're if you're a four point three, it's kind of like Uber for people. Oh, right, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Um, and right now China is, I think, towards the end of a of a national beta test of a social point system, and like certain people who are on the low end, so like people you know people who fuck up at work a lot or people who like are criminals, like they don't they have like a low rating, so they can't like ride the train or they can't you know rent a car. Like they have to walk mm-hmm. or ride a bike. It's fucking terrifying. So you have to opt in. You have no, to opt in. No, no, it is mandatory. I Every mean, like citizen in China, you right have now, to play the game, or, or you you're nothing. Fucking leave you're China. nobody, or you can't do anything. Yeah, pretty much. That's wild, man. It's an accountability system. So, like, if you know, it, it's obviously like it works on the level that if you're bad, you get caught, and you so you shouldn't be bad. And like people who would be bad probably aren't as bad as you know, they like would Dave, be. I'm taking this flag now. Sorry, but <laughs> ah, now I'm like, uh, sorry, Dave. But you know, yeah. it's yeah, it really makes it hearing stories like that should make people appreciate. Like, obviously, America has its problems, but we're not that. I someone recently that. tweeted, I keep going back to tweets that have kind of irked me a little bit. And this is another good friend of mine. Her tweet said something like, uh, America's a reality show that needs to get canceled. And I was this close. I didn't want to get into it though because I know they have a lot of loyal followers who would take it the wrong way. Fanatics, from me. fanatics, right? And I was this close to commenting like, "Oh, if you think America's based, you should see what's on other channels." Mm. Meaning, like, yeah, we've got our problems, but we're still better than I'd say ninety percent of other countries. It's wild, man. Like, Which like, obviously we should keep striving to be better. The uh, just the the high that you get on from having fanatical fans that you have to keep feeding. Yeah, so you have to keep feeding these people. Even if you don't feel that way, you got to keep feeding them this ultra hyperboles so they can stay loyal. And then all of a sudden, you get like once again you get built up, and you put all these things. White men are terrible. White men are terrible. White men are racist. White men. And then somebody finds one tweet, and that just destroys the whole house of cards. It does. But you've had to go. You don't even. You had to go that direction to keep. But Lisa, who we were talking about, is not the type of person to pander to her audience. There oh, are yeah. some comics we know. I'll just name the guy. I, 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 this isn't anything negative against him. He's a very funny comic, incredibly talented, wrote a great movie. Kumail. Every now and then, one of his tweets will pop up that'll be as bland as Donald Trump's a terrible person. And it's got 300,000 retweets. And I'm like, no shit, dude. You're a comedian. At least make it funny. Don't just make a yeah. bland, stupid statement like that. That's not for sure. I just want you're a comedian. You should be a little more creative. And it bothers me that there are some comedians, not just him, there's a whole. There's a bunch of them that are at that top level there where they know they can they just aren't tweet saying out anything. They're not. They're saying boring, not, like boring takes on. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like um, black people should not be killed for being black. What do we? Yeah, of course. What, what type of country be, are we living in? And then just the article. It's just it like me, who couldn't say that? Yeah, exactly. One person I will give credit to. I love um, 
<laughs> it's kind of fucked up. I can't remember her name. Indian girl. Oh, oh, oh. Mindy Aparna. Mindy Aparna. Kaling? Oh, Aparna. Aparna. She has a loyal following, but she still cranks out uh, a lot of creative stuff. That's so good. Good. Yeah. I just think people need to be creative. Kamel on one it. side, Aparna on the other side. See? It's yeah, yeah. I I think you have that platform. Why wouldn't you have a little more fun with it? And why not challenge the people that follow you too? It, That's just how I would do it a little it bit. De- it depends on how you got to where you got, man. I get it. You're right because it is almost like a way of staying relevant. Where it's like, oh, I don't really have if, a whole. Lot. I don't you, have my specials coming out six months now. Yeah. I got nothing to the cooker. I'll be more active on this, and I'll tell people what they want to hear, so that my name stays afloat. You have to do what the people who put you in that position uh, tell you to do. Because that's why you're there. If somebody came along and plucked you out because of whatever reason, it has nothing to do with stand-up or nothing to do with funny, which I've seen a lot. I know you've seen it in L.A. I see yes, you in New York definitely where it's LA. just like, I'm going to get you something that you're not ready for. And you better be thankful by listening to everything I say from now on. <laughs> and they just, they're just the puppets of whoever put this them in that position. This is fun to do, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got my fingers up. I like, like I feel so Dance free. Puppets, I man. would love to have more money. You would love to have more money in comedy, but we, we have our souls, you know, which I, I cannot think, be controlled. Which, which. Many have no, tried. Because nobody has given me anything that I wasn't ready for. That's true too for myself. I don't. Yeah. I definitely have probably been you started so past up. it that I fucking probably did bad because I was over it. No, yeah. Uh, we just had a thing. We didn't talk about. We didn't talk about Vulture. Vulture just did a thing. I was asked to that. Oh, the, the oh yeah. did, you, did you read yeah. that? I read what I kind of read what you said. Did you read what Brett Haas from? Bert, yeah, I saw that. I'm not knocking because I'm working Zany these two weeks, yeah. man. Hey, Bert's a smart businessman. He books me, so I I talked about this a little bit last week on the podcast with Louie. Um, yeah, it's but a lot of this shouldn't be surprises. Vulture, everybody wrote this piece where they interviewed a lot of comedy bookers, yeah. including Clark over here, because Clark used to run Knitting Factory. Like, right. Yes, I think they asked him like still September, one of the best October. independent shows in the country. It's still, still chugging along, man. That's awesome. I've always had fun when I did in the past, and um, I got to get back to New York sometime soon. But so they asked you from your experience as a booker, would you have booked Louis C.K. and basically just summarize what you said? I mean, I could read it right there because our oh guys yeah, are, I mean essentially you. I'm not. I wasn't a lazy booker to, and I was just like our our audience didn't care about fame. You know, we did have famous drop ins. Chappelle came through, and Hannibal would do the show, and all of he that. He started the show, yeah. He started the show, mm-hmm. so he would come back. Um, a lot of famous Hannibal, brothers. Since, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off. Since Hannibal started the show, yeah. did he have carte blanche where anytime he came back, you were like, "Yeah, of course you're going up." Sometimes he wouldn't do the show. Sometimes he would, he would just, watch. just be in town, or he he didn't really make a big. De- it's it's. But weird. if he asked, he was going up. Yeah, we never said no. Because how could you? I just know that there's a room in Chicago where the the guy who started it came back and got denied going up, and That's I remember going, wild. "I would lose my shit." I mean, is has that person is that person as big as Hannibal is? No, not so, even close. But yeah. still, kind of, I don't know. I just I'm really big on loyalty. Wait, are we talking about me too? Hold on. I'll, I mean, I can't. If I go, I to don't New know what York, you're looking up. You're never going to look up what I'm talking about. By if, the way, if I go to New York, I'm, I don't have carte blanche to just go up at the show anytime. I I'm want not talking to. about him. Okay, no. I'm respectful to. Uh, I'm respectful to the ladies who run it. We gave them the show. If I ask them, it's because I got some shit to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I went back before, I did it. But I also want to step away from it for a while because we didn't start the show. We ran it successfully for four years, but it's always going to be until we at some point get at that level. It's always going to be credited to Hannibal. So 
I'm just trying to show the world right now how funny I am. I like that. No, you know yeah, I mean? you gotta step out and like be your own man. We did it. Totally. We were an employee. Really, we came into a system. I would love to, like, you know, Derek Jeter with the Marlins. Just <laughs> have my own thing that I started, but better. Better and, than the Marlins. And try to get a ring, man. I'm trying to get a ring for Clark Jones. That's all. I gotcha. So with the Louis C.K., someone I did a show over the weekend, and the comics were hanging out, and someone asked me, "Joe, would you open for him?" And I was just like, mm. "No, I want to do really." It. And then, well, they, they did the same thing. You just did really, and I go, "Well, fuck, let me think about it here for a second, because I just said no because of, of the backlash that goes along with it. But then I thought to myself, I almost would use it as an opportunity to just not take his fans, but gain them. Right? Would but it be? To, what, yeah. what would would I get trashed as a comic? Because would it be looked at as I'm supporting him? Would that it, was that how know, it would be looking like? Because be, be, I disagree with all the shit he did. Of course, I don't jerk off when people don't want you to jerk off, dude. Like obviously, you know, he, he it's funny that you have to say that. That's fucking so t- the, this era to be like. By the way, I don't like when people masturbate in front of people who don't want to be you, masturbated in front of. No, you have to be that crystal clear because I was just arguing with somebody who was like. Oh, what's wrong with that? He just took his dick out. And I'm just like, this is subordinates. Like, if you're at work and your boss takes his dick out, that's that's they just didn't get it. So kudos to you for being that clear that that's the wrong thing. Now, here's the problem. And this is something that I have no firsthand experience with. It's not even about you condoning what he did or your fans or whatever. Once you enter that realm and you start become Louis' opener, his dark cloud consumes over you. Yeah. So you're no longer Joe Kilgallen comedian. Yeah, I'll always be associated you'll, with that. You'll be Joe uh, Louis C.K.'s opener. Yeah. So what, So as where he goes, your reputation goes. Mm. And I just think people you've watch been me do- masturbate you, first. Yeah, and see it's him like you're just you're just who's better. You're you're the Joseph Goebbels of. They'll say, "Hey, your masturbating was actually pretty good. I came for his." But <laughs> right, you know. right. So you're getting masturbating fans, and you're also you just don't you you you're funny enough to just have your own independent. Yeah, thing, I wouldn't. Man. I I the only time the only first every, split every, second I thought about it where it's like, man, it would be cool to do if, if say he was back selling out ten thousand seats and stuff like that. The idea of performing in front of that audience would be great. I would want it where, say, I got booked by a club or a theater mm-hmm. to, hey, can, we, can you do this date? And then later I find out it's him. Would I be obligated to then back out, or would I be like, guys, I had this I, on my calendar I for a long time? I think you calendar, you you do it, you don't advertise it because who who the fuck cares? Because I got booked to feature for Carlos Mencia once, but I was just booked Oof. to feature, and then later it found out he was the headliner. He's a dick. He's not a He's, creep. You're right. That's true. <laughs> but also, uh, well, Jeremy. Piven's been accused of stuff. I got I booked I was booked open for him. I wouldn't I didn't know he was even accusing me anything. I found out later. So. I found that out later too. Yeah. I wouldn't if I was on the show with Louis C.K. Say, say I'm booked on the Laugh Factory LA or something like that, or they had him, then I would not be on the show. But I would tell some jokes that kind of let people know where I stand on a lot of shit, if that yeah, makes I, sense. Yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, I'm opening for Louis on these dates, but if we're on the same show, you know, it's a different thing. It's a different energy, the, and that's part of the problem. He's not letting. He wasn't letting people know where he was going to be, so uh, people couldn't make a choice. I'm just going to tell him right now, Louis. I know you're listening. <laughs> I, I thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. I'm not going to open for you, Mister Zalecki. Yes, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, people forget. People forget he's Mexican. He's born in Mexico. Yeah, 
He's yeah. half Mexican. I know people look at him because he's a redheaded white guy. Yeah. But I think his yeah. bloodline is actually, I think his dad looks does, like a Mexican guy. He does have Mexican. He's like Emilio Estevez or Charlie Sheen or some shit like that. Yeah, which is, you know, Emilio Estevez is the only one that uses his real name. The only one. The rest of them well, Renee, are. Renee, the one daughter, is an actress. She goes by Renee Estevez. But, um, the ones we know. Martin Sheen, who's super famous. I think he won an Oscar maybe for Apocalypse Now or something. And oh, West yeah. Wing. And won Emmy. He was in The Departed. Great actor. Oh, my I'm God. a big fan of his work, actually. He's been arrested like over 200 times for, for protesting, and he's a big activist. Good dude. So he um, was born Ramon something Estevez. Something Revis. And, and Charlie <laughs> Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> he was born Ramon Revis the first. <laughs> Man, how dark is his mother where he came out looking like that thing? Was that bad? Was that bad? Ooh, your O hey, made it bad. Twitter, your Twitter, O made it Twitter, bad. Fuck Twitter. you. It wasn't bad until no. you made that O sound. Twitter. Uh, Ramon Rivas is a Mexican comedian that we're poking fun at a little bit. <laughs> but uh, Charlie Sheen's real name is Carlos. Carlos. Yeah, what is Estevez. it? Do you have the name, full name? So Martin Sheen's full name is Ramon Gerard Antonio Estevez. Yeah, so he's Carlos Estevez. Is well, Charlie Sheen's real yeah, name? Yeah, Char- Charlie's really Carlos. Yeah, yeah. They could, and they're all born with these super Spanish names because the mother was from Ireland, born in Ireland, and the father was born in Spain. Yeah, and that's, oh, he's Spanish Mexican. He's Spanish. Yeah, they're not Mexican. They're Spanish. Spanish Mexican. Hey, Clark Jones, everybody, no, no, no. get him Twitter. No. <laughs> different cultures, man. It's not all. He's not Mexican. Mexican. He's yeah. Spanish Mexican. Okay, I didn't know. I get away Wait, with stuff. Tacos were invented in Mexico, not Spain, right? I don't this think is the honest, I, ignorant question. Oh, Burritos are definitely not Mexican. Tacos are, are uh, I didn't know. Okay, so Latino is any place that they speak Latin. Spanish is anywhere that they speak Spanish. I think that's not So correct. I didn't know. No, people people from Spain are not Latinos. You have to be from Latin America. Yeah, Latin America, but they don't speak Latin. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a dead language. <laughs> language of Latin origin. Yeah, language Et of... Facta yes. est lux. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, for some reason, Et Latin facta. America is people who speak Spanish, which is weird though because Latin, the, the Latin languages, the Romance languages also, are yeah. Italian, French, s- French, and Spanish. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Portuguese too. It's got to be yep. one, right? Yeah, those yep. four. Yeah, they're right. There. Well, and Brazilian. Well, Brazilian. It's Portuguese. Portuguese yes, that's Latino. Uh, but yeah, South America, Central America, the Gulf—they're considered Latin America. That's Latin. But somebody from Spain is not Latin. They're just you know, it's funny the whole Latinx thing I see now. Which is, I don't know what that's about. It's supposed I, to mean like wish. instead of Latina or Latino, it's which a, is boy it's girl, the inclusive it's Latinx, which is intersectional, all. intersectional. intersectional. <laughs> Man, we need to go via Gomez. <laughs> To come from behind that curtain. Well, I had Joey explain. on two weeks, two episodes ago. I love Joey. He's great. Yeah, uh, that one's funny because me and him talked about that on the podcast. Where yeah. Joey's like, "I've never gone by Latinx." He goes, "That's white women shit." Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. It is. There's always I these. Li- and I talked about this on the past. I talked about this so many times in the podcast. It's oh. my favorite. It's my favorite example. Katy Perry dressed like a geisha for a photo shoot, which uh, Gwen Stefani's famously done a million times. And Plenty all these white women were so pissed. It's cultural appropriation. What you're doing is terrible. And blah, 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 blah. The country of Japan, the Japanese government, thanked Katy Perry for doing it. Exactly. They said, you honored our culture beautifully. And they said, why would we not want? We don't care if you're um, Hispanic or white or black. You could dress like a geisha. It's not a bad, like, we spread the culture. You know what I mean? Why would we only, we don't only want Japanese people buying our televisions. But you, know like, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. you know what? The, 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 the reason is the people who, the white people who lash out feel the guiltiest about something and they just don't want to be alone. There you go. It's like, I, but I they wake up in the morning feel. looking to be mad. Just, just looking for everybody to be as guilty 
It's like it's like when you unearth something. You know, ignorance is bliss. So when you learn learn about shit, the worse you feel, and you don't. Misery loves company, right? If you're white and you didn't feel like shit after watching Mississippi Burning, you're a sociopath. I'm assuming you're one of the ones that go over to Africa and shoot giraffes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of person you are. Because like, that's you should feel some kind of like oh fuck. Even though, and I remember one time having a. This is when back when Facebook was really annoying with their privacy. I commented on a friend's post about something like white people owning up to the mistakes of the past. And I said, you know what? As a white person, I'll own up to slavery or whatever. And someone commented, a friend of mine commented, who's not in the comedy world, like a regular friend from high school going, dude, your family wasn't even in this country in slavery. I know that for a fact. Why would you apologize for something you had nothing to do with? And I go, listen, though, I'm an American. So right. if I'm going to be one of those Americans that's like, we fucking kicked your ass in World War One and World War Two, which I had nothing to do with. Yeah. Nothing to do My with. My family wasn't here then either. Well, half war, half war, or whatever. Uh, mo- you, most you, were actually, but, but they reaped for the World benefits. War II, at least, not World uh, War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. still, I reaped the benefits. I should also. You can't just take. You can't be one of those assholes on Fourth of July going fucking back to back World War champs. We kick ass and only celebrate the good. You should also <laughs> right. be like, ah, shit, yo, Native Americans, black people yeah. are bad. That sucked. I wasn't here, but they were. You know, I'm still an American. We got to take the good with the bad. That 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 thing sucked, and hopefully we could keep working towards healing. Um, I love I love talking about like I love knowing the actual history of things and just how much Irish people and black people just kicked it back when you guys they were treated tight. like we yeah. were. You know, like Harlem used to be Irish people and black people. It just kicking you know what it. kills yeah. me is when I just hear gambling, yeah, and yes, shit, yes. And fighting and fucking with each other, yeah, and then they gave y'all badges and then they fucked yeah. everything up. It that kind of did. No, it every, did. The bad in Chicago as well. It did. Boston, it's funny York, what, that'll, what that'll do. Well, from the beginning, from because the people used to say, and then I knew there was something wrong with the history, and I later found out. And then the people who still will say it are racist. They'll say, well, how how did Shaquille O'Neal get an Irish last name, or how did you know Tracy McGrady or whoever? <laughs> and the McGrady. old saying that people would say is, it means oh, their slave owner was Irish. Yeah. But let me tell you this: the first wave of Irish immigrants. We're in the 1850s. The Civil War was a decade later. So you think in that decade these immigrants were owning whole fucking yeah, they plantations? they down that hard? No. The only it people was, who owned slaves were the 1%. That, the yeah. reason they took on the last names is because they were friends. A lot of them were friends because they got... They were, is that you really know, why? Yeah. It was, it That's was, most of the shit I've read about was because they were tight for a while. It, it, was a, it was a plethora of reasons. It was a friendship. It was also, I'm a black dude. I want to buy something. And... To, to take I, I would have a better chance of getting it if my name is Clark Hill Gallon and then you like fuck it I'm just Clark Hill Gallon now because that's how I can buy this house yeah, that's how I can sure. get this car it's kind of like how people like, although Jones is a better choice yeah, well, Joan, yeah Jones, especially in Britain Jones is better credit than Kill Gallon yeah, yeah so a lot of, Jones a lot is of, a Welsh name actually I think originally yeah. well because Catherine Zeta Jones is Welsh and Tom Jones the singer you know it's some, of, some motherfucker tried to tell me that at uh, comedy uh Gabaret one time. It was like I was like Jones is a pretty black name. They were like, actually, it's from Britain. I'm like, motherfucker, are we yeah, in Britain? Come no. on, yeah. <laughs> is this? I'm sorry. Is this? Well, uh, I know technically Fleet J- Street Jackson's Sweeney technically Tom. a British name, but everybody yeah, nowadays but we, we consider. We're yeah, in America. Yeah, no so shit. That's a, whoever said that's a fucking idiot. They yeah. they were complete. I'm like, man, this is a free show. Before I, I met <laughs> Tyler Jackson, I thought he was a black guy. How could you not? Yeah, yo, Tyler Jackson for sure. Yeah, yeah. How could you not think Tyler? I think Jackson? I thought that too. Yeah. His his comedy name was Lil Tyler Jackson at first. So <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get Dave Helm on the show and give him shit. Remember Dave used to go by Davey Davey Boy. Oh Helm. man, 
You know, I, used to I call came, him, I used David, him David Manhella, and it was like Davy Boy Tellum was his was his tag, like like Soldier Boy Tellum. Oh it was Davy Boy Tellum. Was it really? Oh man, that is that, that a joke? Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. That no, was that his, sounds familiar. That actually. was his uh, really? handle, Davy Boy Tellum, or something like that. Yeah, Dave's a great guy. We Are you not drinking right together. now? I'm not drinking right now. Okay, that's fine. No, Only because no I got to drive so far. No, I got you, man. Um, I just had to ask. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. about the Irish uh, and, and Irish black people and being good people. friends. Yeah, yeah it was guilt. unfortunate that because when they first, when the Irish first came over, because black people were here first, clearly. And um, yeah, they were tight. And then it, it got real shitty that they used. Italians there's so too. much Italians too. Yeah. There's so much of American culture, where or history, I should say, oh, culture too. What am I talking about? Yeah. Uh, if you read a People's History of the United States of America by Howard Zinn, everyone, they t- really do talk about how they the everything is about separating the poor people and the middle class. Yeah, because rich people don't want those because there's always more middle class and poor people than there are rich people, just numbers wise. They'll have the more money, <laughs> but still, it's the numbers. They're like, all right, we can't have these people. They're just gonna be an We're we gonna fuck us up. Connect with. So we'll have the yeah the power in numbers. So police were basically started where it's like okay well you know we don't want the whites and the black the poor because again back then it was like you're poor I'm poor we're in the same boat right they didn't give a fuck about color of skin they were like well I'm getting fucked you're getting fucked and that was that then they turned it around to be like well it, you know they it's, had to make it at least you're not them and then you need a job here's a badge when they run away you get them because that's yeah. where the police were started as retrieving slaves at the at the NBA draft once you get called up you don't say nah nah I'm waiting till my boy get drafted too you like <laughs> I'm in the NBA now <laughs> so like yeah. once the Irish got called up it was like sorry bro like it was fun we was kicking it but I'm I'm white now yeah like, I'm a part of <laughs> this is the team I'm a part of and who wouldn't want to get drafted yeah. you know into a higher higher class it's the Stafford prison experiment dude it's, you know, everything is classism. Yeah, yeah. everything's class. cl- classism and tribalism are big tribalism, things. Too. You know, I've I've I was curious about world history because you know I think people just like to say whatever is obvious. Like last week, mm-hmm. we talked. I talked a little bit about the Bears' loss. You you and I mm-hmm. are both big Bears fans. Absolutely. I didn't like when people immediately blame the kicker and Parky. Look, obviously he missed the field goal, so it's his fault. But I think it's too easy to just blame him. We need to get Via Gomez in here. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> he's uh, he's he well, I know. Par- he was going nuts. Parky I watched go, the game Parky, with Bobby. Me Parky, and Bobby got together to watch the game. Parky, we Parky cannot go to the back of the yards neighborhood. <laughs> no, he'd get fucking. He would get stabbed, man. He would get. He would be turned into they a woman. They would shoot him. They would definitely he do would some. They would just embarrass him. him. Like the thin eyebrows. It would be just a whole different. Like, I'll show you how to kick Vato. Yeah. In the right, yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to just, say Vato? Right. Not. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't know so. what it means. But uh, yeah, no, it wasn't just his. It was a lot of things. But I, it's too easy. You know what I mean? I'm saying like when there's something that happens, it's too easy to blame that one thing. There's it, it so is. much more because to it. everybody's lazy and like yes. let's just go with the thing that's easiest to point to. Nobody likes nuance. Yes, because so, nuance, you know, we can't speak. We can't. We can't speak in hyperbole if there's nuance. Because then someone say, "But what about this?" And you're like, "Ah." You, you're apologizing. There's nuance with the R. Kelly thing. As much as I don't like it, much as I hate him, there is some nuance in the fact that this dude was abused. So there's a reason why. He's a monster, but there's nuance in it. And I'm not defending R. Kelly. He should be in jail. That's all I want to say about it. Yes, <laughs> he should definitely be. Well, it's, it's important to notice the nuance so you can say. find a path to salvation. You know? Mm. Yeah, the nuance is it was there. very zen. I mean, well, like, it's true. Like, the, the purpose of prison or punishment is to rehabilitate people supposedly supposedly so you have to know the reasons why so you can get to the core of that get rid of it and make them better is it know? is it not is it fucked up should i feel really bad that 
I watched the documentary, and yeah, he is a oh, monster. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just happened. To, I didn't have a show that night. I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched like the conclusion, the last two or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have had remix to ignition stuck in my head for like. <laughs> that feel the same since then, and I I'm, just I'm talking about. I got. I, I graduated to. I believe I can fly. Bouncing it on twenty four. It's just in my head, man. I just all the R. Kelly hits have just been nonstop in my head. I haven't. I haven't listened to it on iTunes, but I don't need to. Is there any artist that you're like? Mm, I don't care. I'm still gonna be a fan of. I still listen to old Kanye. I do, and I'm not going to. Kanye hasn't hurt anybody. Hurt anybody? He yet, hasn't though. hurt his. I mean, his words have been sent. He's done some stupid things. His. I just his, realized. I think we're going to we're going to go up, we're up against Kanye and Rogan right now. I think. Are I think they Kanye and Rogan live right now? right now? We're gonna have to go ahead and end this. So I can watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Really, I think they are because I thought I saw Rogan tweet something like we're doing it tonight. So that's the thing. He's empowered. The these this ideology that he doesn't have to deal with, like the dude on TMZ was telling him, like you don't have to deal with the people who will hurt someone or arrest someone or shoot somebody in the name of. See, my side is right. He doesn't. He lives in Calabasas. He he don't have to deal with that. Yes. But all those people on that side need is one black person to say that they're that they're right and they'll run with it. I know. All they need is Kanye to say it once. And so that's a the Candace that's a, Owens types that share from Milwaukee. That's the irresponsibility right? of your power. And, you know, he has a whole song called Power about having power and what to do with it. So that's where I'm like. It's just like the racist white people that I'll, I'll come across in loud bars. You know, you know, as a comedian, you got to go across some shit towns every now and then. Sure. No, I, if you're listening, I love all your time. <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, don't that I hope me. book me. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come back. Can't wait. <laughs> Burning yourself down tonight. Uh, Can't La- wait. Larry no, I, mean, I didn't say which towns. I love them all. Larry O's in Tulsa. If you but you know what's funny, back. though? The towns the towns that you think you're going to hear some horrible stuff are actually more progressive than the towns that you think are going to be great. That's sure. wild. Roanoke, Virginia. Everyone I met was a fucking sweetheart. Yes. The crowd was more integrated yes. than a New Yorker in L.A. or Chicago. Yo. And, you know, there are, lip, there, there and, are pockets. I did a show in Louisville. And the place looked like, you know, the bar from uh, 24 Hours with, with Eddie Murphy. Like, it just had yeah. all the the lookings of they're going to hate me. And then when I tell you, because me and Kenny DeForest did a Southeast tour, and it was one of the best shows I've had. And it wasn't just like, oh, we're laughing because he's black. Like, they were listening to what I had to say. Sure. Cool, yeah. And it was just, like, cool as fuck. And it just totally, my expectations were, were just blown up. I love that. I love having like, oh, you guys aren't like this. It, why did you know? I, it's just so much of because it's easy. It's easy to stereotype the South as racist. It's easy right. to. I hear like we were talking about everything's about class, and I, I think tribalism is a big part of it and all that kind of stuff. Every now and then you hear these fucking insane people, and you don't know them personally, but you see the tweets and people, you know. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, we both oh, birds hey. saying nice. Hey. Hey. Double pipe classic. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I remember someone saying, oh, there's going to be a race war. And I go, what makes you think that? And they go, well, all the stuff going on. I go, 91% of black people are killed by black people. 88% of white people are killed by white people. Where is this race war? And the idea that, and I'll hear some people say, well, maybe if there was no immigration and America wasn't a melting pot, we'd have less violence. I go, no, because violence exists everywhere. Um, England uh, yeah. England versus Ireland for fucking a thousand Forever. years and Scotland and those those people all basically look alike let's be honest you know what I mean England versus France and Germany versus Poland and C- Russia and this C- and Civil War is like the, the soup of the day in Africa in every just yes, about every yeah, country in the middle of Africa black people versus black people killing each other yeah it's people are gonna find a way to kill each other because people are fucking horrible in a lot of ways they're flawed 
And you know, and, and look, I love people. I don't want to be those one of those people suck type of thing. But it, the the thing is, it has to. It's always pushed by people who you know don't hang around. Why they blame the here? kicker. That's just too simple they, and dumb. You know. Yeah, it, it it doesn't make any sense. Why why would black people want a race war? We're heavily outnumbered. Yeah, and everybody knows where we are. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're in Atlanta. We're in Chicago, Philly, Detroit. Yeah. Detroit, like we don't. But there's this idea of like, oh, we got to be ready in case black people. Want. It's like, no, 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 no. There's like a five to one, ten to one advantage. Yeah. Well, the new race war. You guys would be like the redcoats. We'd see you through the yeah. Like why? Why would we do that when you know exactly where we're gonna be? Well, everyone's all the the scared white people that I talk to. There's actually one guy. Uh, that I talked about this just to hear a stupid ass. Opinions. I'd like to hear this. He's uh, he's very alt. Like you think Mikey Manker's bad, Joe? You've never ever seen anything like this guy. Um, that guy has nothing else to do. Whoever he is. Oh, dude, he, it's all he does. I think. By the way, real shit. quick, and I hope Mikey's listening because I still love the guy. Oh, Mikey's, I do. Mikey's I still, great. There's some people you always be friends with, and always Mikey's be great. friends with Mikey. Mikey, I was thinking to myself as you were talking about Mikey making being all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is one good lay away from being a lefty again. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, if he gets he the right, if he gets the right, right box. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say it, if he gets the right pussy, he's yeah, back. Mike Fuck needs it. some pussy. Uh, but <laughs> nah, no, this other guy, he uh, he he's telling me that no, James, it's La Raza, it's the Mexicans coming. They're going to be oh so the projected God. numbers, and this isn't this isn't a conservative fact. This is just how what the projections are for the U.S. Census Bureau by 2050. 2050, white, white people will be forty uh, percent of the country, and then everyone, yeah, and that's then, just a projection. Yeah. And then right. every minority will make up a larger slice of the pie. Because right now, Hispanic people are, are Mexican, sixteen percent. Black yeah. people are thirteen. Asian are twelve. Yeah. Are Asian? It's probably less. I think it's like eight percent. It's less than that. But for uh, Asian, yeah. Well, by the way, you looked up everything else. You might as well look this one. I up can too. look it up. Although you know, it's weird. They do Hispanic and then they do white Hispanic, or they do yeah. non-white Whoa. Hispanic, white Hispanic, which is always kind of confusing. It's very confusing. It is a little bit though, because pretty much everyone I know who's Hispanic that looks white is because they're half. Like Ricky Gonzalez isn't one hundred percent Hispanic. He's half. A Joe lot, Fernandez a lot, is Irish a, and Cuban. A lot of cu- a lot of Cubans. Look white. That's true. And you if you're I mean? Span, I guess if you're Spanish from Spain, maybe they. I thought you. I thought they don't consider Spanish people Hispanic. They're not. They are. No, they're not Latino. They're not they are Hispanic. Though, oh, so they're the they white Hispanics then. Right. Right. That's right, what right, that right, is. Right, all right. All right. Cool. I figured that out. Yeah, then. If you're from Madrid or some shit. Yeah. So the current the current uh, U.S. race ethnic profiles 2018 white people are what 68 percent 60.5 60.5 really black people are 12 higher than five yeah 12.5 you were close 13 yeah hispanic 18.3 that's higher than asians 5.7 uh it was it was just 14 for hispanics so that that, that's pretty big so one census hence the wall well and also too (laughs) like the there's data out there that suggests that white people are having less kids and mexicans and black people are having more kids and that's like what the right uses to fuel the fear i'm trying to get it back for us yeah. Like people are gonna. Yeah, me too. That's why they want to close down the abortion clinics because it's like, no, white people. Yeah, keep the abortion have, clinics in the hood and the, yeah, the ones exactly. in Wyoming. Oh yeah, like it, like all those. that secret shit, like redlining and all that stuff, like all that.
that still goes on for it's, sure. It's, it, we just like we um, need more white folks. But this is but this is like the this is what the right uses to fuel this this fake now, bullshit. Look, I can't people sp- hate each other. I can't don't. speak. I can't speak for Mexicans because they 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 might start a race war and the numbers could be like yeah. sure <laughs> totally the the ratio. I mean not they're all right be, there. I mean they have good reason. You know what I mean? Sure. Mexico. We got to do another CJ Te- Sullivan joke. <laughs> Texas used to be Mexico. So. We got to do a timeout for CJ Sullivan joke. I just this thought of another one of his. This is one that might get in trouble now. He talked about playing softball against an all-Mexican team. He goes, just nine shortstops right there, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Just a whole team of shortstops. And then he said the game was going great until a soccer ball accidentally got kicked out of the field, and then we had a 45-minute timeout as they played a game. (laughs) So funny. I like the idea of like, oh, playing softball against a Mexican team, just a whole team of shortstops. <laughs> at CJ Sullivan was taken. Do not direct your hate at Joe M. Kilgallen. Yes, look him up on Twitter. He's one of the best on Twitter. <laughs> at CJ Sullivan. He also won't give a fuck if you hate tweet him. Yeah. He, he won't care. Yeah. It'll fucking fuel He'll his passion. I just like, think, the, back to the race thing, though, it just fucking cracks me up so much because the racist white people, are, it's all driven by fear. Everything is driven by fear. Yeah, the absolutely. fear of the unknown. That's why I'm such a big man. fan of X-Men. Do you know yeah. X-Men yes. was written to mean Magneto was Malcolm X, X and yep. Xavier was Martin Luther King. Yep. And and they, they always say the humans will fear what they don't know. And I love that they gave Magneto the backstory of being in the Holocaust because it always – sometimes I watch it going like, fuck it, Xavier, yeah. just be on Magneto's side. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But then I also like Xavier to be like, oh, you can't kill them all because some of them really just don't know any better. Yeah. We have to teach ignorance. people. Yeah, because yeah. like I, I brought that up before like when we talked about the they, them. There are some people where they'll hear and go, what, they, them? Fuck that nonsense. That yeah. sounds stupid. And then you explain it to them a little bit and they go, yeah, all right, fine, cool. Yeah, I get There's it. There's a difference bad. between ignorance and being dumb. And there's also, we're just so selfish in that, like, oh, how come they get a distinction? Everybody wants a distinction also. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you're a straight white dude, it's like, well, when, I want people, I can't think of anything that I can force people to call me <laughs> except trash. Sure. Like, that's the only nickname <laughs> sure. that I'm being given. You got to right give Lucy Craig, Louis C.K. credit. That joke he had where it's like, I'm white. You can't even hurt my feelings. Yeah. It's such a great joke because it's like there really isn't a word. What, honky, cracker? Like, all right. You Look, know. I'll, I'll give I'll Someone give called him me an credit. Irish piece of shit and their tone once made me go, I'm going to fight you. It's like, always mm. tone. It's tone really does have to do it. I, I didn't like the Parkland joke, but I did get about young people being too adult. I, I like that part. I understood yeah. that part. Of it. I, I, well, it was kind of similar to a stand-up joke back in the day. That's yeah. what first I remember hearing it going, this is like stand-up shit because stand-up was saying that this new generation is a little too into self-care and fitness and, and kale right. or type of thing. Yeah. And he goes, this is going to be the first generation where the older people are going to have better sex stories than the younger people. Right. Mm-hmm. Where the young, and I got so that. So that was classic. And you know what it he was? He just threw the Parkland probably to test the water, which I heard he used a- to exactly. do. The, exactly. Yeah. You know, that was the old tool belt thing of like, let me open up with something that I know people will get just so I can ease into the Parkland thing. Yeah. But no. Although the one line, <laughs> the no. visual of the one line, the idea is you pushed a fat kid in your way. That's why you're alive. <laughs> that's a that's a comical funny look, visual. That's a comical. I thought it was right? funny. That's, that's a, a funny comical thing. subjective. So if yeah, he wasn't, no, there's no right or wrong with comedy. If he wasn't Louis C.K. the creep, then people would just go, "Oh, it's fine." I know. By the way, he said way worse, and it was always fine before. He said the end like ten times on but now that was, things are that, okay now. That that coffee thing was very funny, and now you know I'm that is funny. sure you know I'm oh, pro yeah, black guy. Definitely. But that have you heard the? How, how does he know that phraseology is funny? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like I got, I would have to give him props for that. Like how did? 
to Someone be able to figure out that. I can't remember who, and I don't want to quote which one. Just the way that he said bad. it and how he said it. He wrote Pootie Tank. Like, this yeah, guy, who this was? Guy. That's what everyone says. He wrote Pootie <laughs> Tank. Someone was saying, and by someone oh, I do have to say, a black person, because yeah. a black friend was saying that when they heard Louis C.K. do the joke you're talking about. Yeah. The, the, this, the nigga uh, made the shit out of my coffee. Made the shit out of your coffee, yeah. Which I think is on Chewed Up, I believe. And then he kind of does the whole thing where he brings up the, the F-A-G word and then, you know, and does the whole thing about the deer. And the deer, he calls, yeah. He calls the near the N-word and the, you know. Yeah. He, sa- he said when he heard that, it made me go, oh, this dude definitely knows the culture. So it made it seem like it was a little bit more okay. The same regard where Eminem never got accused of cultural appropriation. I'm sure he's gotten accused of it now. But back right. then, remember when Vanilla Ice first came out, I remember people going, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the guy made, had that one hit that people kind of liked. Right. And I think it was more like nine-year-old white kids liked Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Everybody kinda, liked Ice Ice song. Baby. Ice Ice Baby everyone liked. I'm thinking nine-year-old white kids liking the Go Ninja. Like buying Go the Ninja, full Go. album and listening oh, every day. No, yeah. everyone liked Ice Ice Baby, but then I people, mean, but no one took him serious as a rapper. As a, right. Right? Well, when Eminem came around, everyone's like, no, this guy. This he can guy really is, rap. He's the Tiger Woods of rap. Well, he, like, proved and, and himself was, in the street, too. He was like, poor. He was yeah. No, he, poor, well, he, grew, he lived the life, though. He and he knew his life. history. Yeah. Like, if you, asked, a real place. if you asked Eminem about hip-hop history and rap history, he would, he'd be, if they did Rap Jeopardy, Eminem would Eminem be would fucking be, killing it. Yeah. Right. He wasn't created yes. for the purpose of Yeah, so I feel like records, that gave yeah. him... Right, and I feel like Louis C.K. Not that he lived that life at all, but he was, you know, the, he was friends with those he guys. Put in and they, right, and he so wrote they for Chris. Were, that's Rock. how he came up. Patrice O'Neal and him were so tight. He was so they tight. Were tight. Those two. You ever hear that clip of him on Opie and Anthony? Yes, I did. one of the funniest clips. Yeah. You can play audio; it'd be amazing. But don't so, if you can't, don't worry about it. I can. It. Hold on. I you can? can? Yeah, right, we'll yeah let's not do the oh, audio. So should we not do the audio? All right, People look audio. it up if you listen. Look right. it up. It's just really funny. I'll put a link in the thing. Yeah, put, put a, a link, link in, in the, the thing. thing. It's one of the, it's the exchange. What makes it as funny as it is is Patrice's laugh. Oh, Patrice you, loves you it. You know, yeah. one of my favorite things in life is hearing someone laugh from a place where it it's the only reaction is laughter. Yeah. When they, they didn't expect to. They didn't, it, just, it came it out of nowhere. It was this shock, this surprise. All right. Um, yeah. So basically, long st- like you know, to summarize the whole race conversation here, and and I hate to be that guy. It's like, oh, I've got a black friend now. I get to pick yeah. his brain. But you know, we're I talking, we're drinking. I You're cool it. with it because I actually studied the thing. But I also tell people like, you know, uh, don't look for one black person to have all the answers either, or to excuse like, well, he said it was okay because every every black person don't have pure intentions either. That's what I I hate that, and a lot of fucking and I hate liberals for this shit. I don't hate them all, but I, I mean I hate this aspect of what they do, is where they think all black people should vote the same. And I go, well, you don't think all white people should vote the same? That's kind of a shit thing to treat. And I understand that's like they should, you know, black people share more of a common, um, you know, more they have more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Thread, common thread. Yeah, like with, you know, sure, but yeah. like they don't they don't mean, shared that, history. That's that don't a good mean phrase. that they ascribe to it. You know, a, a black dude who just like we say, once you get drafted up, your whole shit different. Yeah, I'd black Bible, people, yeah, yeah, black people who got money, you know, who have money and are doing okay. They don't always give a fuck about what's happening to poor black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure, it's just yeah, like, for sure. I, I used to be like that. It's different now. You know what I mean? Uh, you still like, have got, to be a good person to yeah, do that. Seton yeah, Smith yeah. was talking. You know, he's super liberal. He's a comedian. Very funny. But I like he, Seton. He's when cool. he was working on Mulaney, 
he started, you know, he was like, he got his first paycheck and he saw the taxes. He's like, damn, I don't know. I'm kind of like <laughs> Republican now. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was broke, yeah, like, you know, tax the rich, tax the rich. But now that you get a little money, you, you see things a little bit different. Oh, that's the classic yeah. line. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was talking, Brian Batman was on the podcast. This was like over the summer sometime. And there was a march where people were going up Lakeshore Drive towards Wrigley Field and hopes to stop driving all this stuff. And he made a post on Facebook. And it was coincidentally, I wanted him on the podcast anyway. It just so happened that he was on the podcast like right after he made the post. Uh, where he said, this is stupid. People who go to Cubs games have nothing to do with the violence on the South Side and all this kind of stuff. I remember that, and yeah. he got into some shit with people and they were going back and forth and it was interesting. I, I didn't chime in. I don't know. First of all, I don't get the white person who chimes into that. I'll see it where it's like, all my black like, friends are going at it and then yeah. one white guy goes, well, here's my thought. It's like, yeah, it's no one like, fucking cares, dude. That's not my exit. I'm not dude, getting off here. What are you doing, man? Like, this is not for me. Dude, sit back but, and don't share the popcorn meme either. Yeah, don't share that I'm enjoying just, watching you guys just, fight. Just screen, gra- screen grab and yes. send it in the group chat. Google the slang that you don't understand <laughs> yeah. later. <laughs> that's why. That's why fucking R. Kelly's numbers went up. White people trying to figure out who the fuck he is that all these black people are talking about. <laughs> Who's R. Kelly? Type of yeah, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't bad actually. It's oh yeah, I remember this. Oh, that's who Space made that song. Jam. This song. I thought this was wait, Seal. Wait, Seal did do this song in the other he, one. He did the Ignition remix. Okay. <laughs> well, just leave it on. I love this song. <laughs> this is good shit right there. <laughs> Fuck with this. He he did something, girl. When did they come out with the closet whole video oh, series? Oh my god! Are they still making chapters? those, or is that shit done? He did thirty five. I think thirty five. Did he call them chapters or thirty five? What? It was thirty five chapters. Yeah, was, I thought he was using the word. Each chapter. song was a chapter. I just read the old GQ. Uh, uh, interview that they did in like 2016 it's so funny how crazy he is uh, just in general trying to avoid the question and just like you can see how a 14 a year old girl would be manipulated by the way that he talks and the way that he thinks it's 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 it's, it's wild you should read it you'll laugh trust me i'll have to check that out for sure yeah I mean, any young girl's gonna get manipulated by a rock star, or you know, a rap, any star. You know, Jerry what I mean? Lee Lewis. I use the term rock star in general to Elvis. talk about celebrities. That's a rock star. You know, even the third an actor, I just call it. I think rock star is the cool term. Yeah, those guys. Elvis apparently was banging a fourteen year old, or wasn't she way younger? Like Errol Flint. Yeah, Lisa Marie. His Lisa Marie's mom was fourteen when they married. What do you think about when people go way back? I'm not talking about like back 10, 12 years ago or whatever, but go back to like, you know. 50, 60, 70 plus years ago, and they look at what people did through a 2018 filter, 2019 filter. If the person's dead, they're dead. Let them let them rest in peace. I just sometimes I think I, I look bad is bad. Obviously, bad murder bad. was always bad, rape was always bad, but there are some aspects of stuff where I'm like, I think that was common for 30 year olds to date 17 year olds back then. It, I'm not, it, you know, I wouldn't weird. do it, but. Like from a stand-up comedy standpoint, how contrarianism has seeped into our culture, where it's like everybody likes this, so people feel the need to say something the opposite. It used to be just comedians doing that. Like, let me figure out the other angle, just so I have something different to talk about. But now you just see it all over social media, where people like are just saying things the opposite of what's commonly understood as the right thing. You know what I mean? No, no, like exactly. People just post pro R. Kelly shit just to really to troll trolling <laughs> trolling yes, yes. literally yeah trolling is essentially what what's happening for the attention yeah people are sick were you looking something up I'm sorry no 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 no, no. oh no alright well 
bringing that up in comedy. Chris Rock recently said some stuff. He got canceled. What did you think? Did he get canceled? What did he say? I didn't Wait, click what? on it. He didn't say didn't anything. Click on it. He just he didn't really get canceled. This is he, you know, it's an he expression. Got, he he uh, well, Louis said the N word a couple times on that TV yeah. show on HBO. Yeah, and yeah. Chris Rock. Oh, was I'm bringing up a different thing. Two days ago, he said I can't say anything anymore. Yeah, oh. I got the article actually. I already have. Oh, the article. I didn't even here. See I'll that. read it. This is from January eighth. This was posted January eighth, a few days ago. Chris Rock isn't holding back his thoughts about the current state of comedy. The comedian was a surprise presenter at the 2019 New York Film Critics Awards on Monday, where he cracked a joke about not being able to say anything controversial. If it was five years ago, I could say something real offensive and funny right now. Rock said, but I can't do that anymore. So hey. Uh, I'm imagining said it like that. So hey, that was the worst Chris Rock impression of all time. Yeah. By the way, spot so, on, Chris hey. Rock, nailed it. I all can't right, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why was, people be talking so... like this? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Rock's comments come at a moment where other comedians have come under fire for offensive jokes, including Kevin Hart. The article continues: The Oscars are still looking for a host to fill the spot vacated by Hart, who stepped down while apologizing for his resurfaced homophobic comments and tweets. By the way, I like I, I get annoyed when people say Kevin Hart is not apologizing. You go, no, he apologized initially when it first became a thing. He apologized again. Yeah. He said, I don't want to go over this because I already did this. People, and if it's a thing, I'm sorry, but I'm backing off. And it's fucking kind of annoying to me because... People want to feel like they're in control of your success. Which I get media they doing take that it, shit. Like they can take it away from you if they want. You know I, what I mean? No, you're dead on. You're dead on with this, especially in media. Especially mob Whoa. culture. I will say this, though. Any comedian, though, because that's media, that's blogs, think piece people, whoever, you know what I mean? People who are active Twitter warriors, or the fuck we want to call them, social justice, I don't know what the term is. Any comedian, though, if you're a comedian out there and you're trashing Kevin Hart and he's canceled saying this, that's so wild. Fuck you, because no one has given you. back to comedy more than Kevin Hart. Absolutely. So oh, he yeah. he deserves the benefit of the doubt. And he deserves the benefit of the doubt a few more times. Kevin Hart, that dude, has put has blood, sweat, and tears in everything he's done, and he's given back to comedy in so many ways. Kevin Hart has done shit for me. He's never met me. There, never see, exactly. Met me. And exactly. and look, I get it. He benefits from that, and you see this a lot where. To keep your name relevant and to keep your name up, you do things for a, so they can say, oh, my first break came from Kevin Hart. I get it. But everybody eats in that type of situation. Yeah. Everybody the wins. rising tide lifts all boats, which yeah, is an yeah, expression yeah. I love. I think it was a Kennedy expression. But it's like we talked – I talked about this once. Um, um, I, to go along with your point, I have to cut yeah. you off, bud. Yeah, Amy Schumer gave someone a $1,000 tip once. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, she just did that for publicity. I go, guess who doesn't give a fuck? Guess who doesn't give a flying fuck? The guess person who, who got a thousand dollars. Guess who wouldn't give a fuck if it was coffee. you? You, right? right? The other thing, this that brings up the thing that was bothering me with, like, okay, why do comedians have a problem with crashing so much? I only saw the first season. But do you see, like, I don't, so I it really would just kill me. Fairly. Comedians would openly shit on this thing that pay comedians to be on HBO. Oh, that, yeah, that's dumb. Being yeah. comedians. And then as soon as, what I saw later, as soon as they were asked to do it in season two or season three, I was like, oh, I'm so, uh, like, we are full of Stanford shit. Stanford prison so experiment. <laughs> we are so full What's of shit. What's the Stanford prison experiment? You mentioned it once before. <laughs> Clark knows what it is. I don't. Joe's going to fight you if you say uh, it one more no, time. No, <laughs> I just don't know what it is. I feel Stanford, Stanford in my own bar. Stanford prison experiment was a psychological uh, experiment done uh, in I think it was the seventies. I'm not sure. It was it was before like ethics were a thing and fucking in in psychology and anywhere fantastic. before yeah. you could tweet about it. Um, essentially, what happened was at Stanford, the 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 staff there, the psych staff took I think it was 24 people. It was like it was a multiple of six, and they made half of them guards and they made half of them prisoners. 
and then they just let them loose and see what happened. And like eventually, like if you, it, it was to like see what the the test of of power was on people. Like if you gave people power, what would they do? And the guards, like day three, guards were like ordering people to do shit naked and like beating people. And these are just like college students in an experiment. Listen, yeah. the, the oppressed mimic the actions of the oppressor. Sure. So yeah. Black people spank their kids because we mimic the actions of what was done to us. Yeah. It happens all the exactly. time. People who were beat beat other yeah. people. People were sexually assaulted. You know, and right. that Sarah Kelly was molested when he was a kid. That's and you just mimic That's, those I, actions. One RSVU teaches you that a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> if you, you don't even need to read the news, just watch. Just SVU. Why, yeah, you get a lot of psych evaluation. I've actually heard that before. Was in that book that psychopath test? Was that in that book? I'm, I haven't read it. it. I'm not sure. But John it's it's, it's a testament offer. to what happens when you just when people just get power immediately. It's yeah. like unfettered power. They just they wow. just do what other people did with power. Yeah. What is your thoughts on spanking? I, mm, I have a son will be two next month, and I got another one on the way. I was I got I got spankings, I got whoopings, and I'm not against it. I do think that you should know your kid a little bit, so it shouldn't be this blanket thing. Like everything is a is a spanking, yeah. Or like, like if you're angry, I don't think you should spank your kids. I think that if you're angry, you need to take a time out and think about what you're doing. I like that. Instead of giving them, you need a timeout because you shouldn't beat your kids or whoop your kids out of anger. You know what I, I did recently? I love that, what you just said. That's amazing. If you're angry, because as someone who struggles with anger issues, uh, really not anger, because I, 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 like I've said before, I'm not an angry person. I have a bad temper. They're yeah. different. They're just way different. They're just, yeah. Like, we know angry people, that piece of shit that is just like it's the government's out to get me and, the, and every, you know, all that kind uh -huh. of stuff. Uh-huh. A bad temper person is like, I'm having a good time, and then the say slightest. this spills. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? That's, I was just having a good fucking time. Damn it. I got, like, angry. Like, my son was playing on this toy. It was, like, this little shopping cart thing, and he stood in it, and I went to go grab him, and then he fell and, like, mm. almost landed on He basically landed on his face. Luckily, it was carpet, and he, he broke his fall a little bit, but still got himself. And I got mad at the thing. I like kicked Four. the fucking cart, going this piece of shit toy, and I started yelling at that because I was I got when your kid gets hurt, you get so fucking scared because you know it could be anything. You just, I'm like, did you chip your tooth? Are you okay? You know what I mean? Like, like it's just like, and, and then he's they're crying uncontrollably, and you hold him because then you feel like a failure. I feel like a failure as a dad mm. when my kid starts crying like that. I'm like, I don't know if other parents have this where I'm just like, oh my god, I, I that, it, dude, it's so funny that you even bring. It. I'm a mama's boy, and I was driving my mom today. Somebody was, uh, like, I, I had to get over, and some I saw in the review somebody was, like, tailgating me. And I was so mad because I'm like, you could have fucking hurt me and my mom, and I don't curse in front of her. And I was like, motherfucker, like, yeah. loud. And she got so upset that I was upset that her and I started arguing because she felt like, why is my son getting so mad? Like that's the type of mom that I have. So it's the exact. It's not just you. It's that's a parent. That's a parent. That's thing. a parent thing. Yeah, I like guess it is. you get. And so she was getting mad at me that I was upset. She couldn't say anything to the guy because he's in another car. So she's like, "Well, you shouldn't." have. I'm like, "He was fucking tailgating me. What the fuck about?" Yeah. <laughs> so, but she just Yelled got him. <laughs> she just wanted me to not me getting that upset means she didn't do something right or whatever. I feel her. I feel your mom on that one, man. I'm, you know, it sounded bad as a sentence, but you know what I'm you. saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Hey, I gotta feel you your mom got on that one. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go with moms on that one, baby boy. 
Where do you get your comedy from? I like I, I I'm always curious with some comedians. I don't mean like you know inspiration, but I meant like genetically. Do you think it's your dad's side, your mom's side? What do you think? Combination oh, or you're your bo- own? Both sides, but in two different ways. My mom is like Def Jam funny, where like she can get going. And it's just like the whole everybody in the house is just like hurt stitches, right? Yeah. yeah, my 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 dad is more of a cerebral funny. So if you tell if you hear me tell a joke that's like kind of highbrow or like you know a thinker, if you will, my dad's like that that's, too. That's, that's, that's quick witted in that sense. Yeah, he could turn a phrase too. Yep. Where I've noticed my mom had I I remember one time. I might have been in my early 20s. I was somewhere with my mom, and she was like, I got to call. I'm going to call work because I'm going to call in sick tomorrow for tomorrow. And I, I heard her fake sick. She wasn't sick. She faked the sickness. <laughs> and right when she got the phone, I was like, you should have been an actress. Holy shit. <laughs> they, they... It, was an, it was a performance, man. Like, I, I was surprised her office didn't go, do you, you take the whole week. Have like, you ever seen your mom lie like that before that? I started to put things together at that point. Okay. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Um, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, and even just speaking about comedy, that's what I try to talk about is like what makes us the same. Because my mom, she code switches, and black black people call it code switching. Sure. Where it's like, you know, all black people you work with, all at work, they have this certain voice. Yeah. Nasally, it's to fit in with the code. Right. As soon as they get, as soon as they punch that clock, ah, what's up, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. you stupid. You get to be yourself again. Yeah, and you see it a lot with black comics. The first time they do CYSK sometimes. You saw them in Jokes and Notes, crushing, yeah. talking that shit. As soon as they get, the, it's, it's a fear, and it's almost like... It's just yeah. It's mostly fear. We're just like you don't talk like that. Let me add to that point though, because white comics are bad and they're not bad because maybe they're not smart enough. But um, uh, and then <laughs> then I want to ask you about your album, and then and then we'll wrap it up. And again, thanks for being on the podcast. It's for been a lot sure. of fun. I remember doing Brian Babylon, bringing him up again. He did a show, and that was one of my big regrets. People, I remember doing an interview with. Comedy of Chicago in like 2015 when I was sure, back oh visiting. God, Comedy of Chicago interview. <laughs> yeah, I just think I David something or other. It was a good interview though, <laughs> but I think it was 2014. Can I David just, Gavry? Yeah. yeah. Let me nice just guy. give people a little background on Comedy of Chicago. I did an interview and there was no tape recorder. And I was like, you're not going to like record it? And he's like, no, nah, I'll remember. And yeah, so, no, I mean, <laughs> so I just it's like just, that. They well, they're well intentions. They mean incredibly well. Comedy yeah. Chicago is a great source. They got the open mic list. They got the shows list. You can see all the best shows. If you're a comic, check it for open mics. If you're a fan, you can check it for shows. They post some Use videos. It. Videos Use are good. It. But as far as actual written Journalism. content, Tuesdays at House of Blues. If it's written, I love that show. By the way, that's one of my favorite. It's a room. Fun it's show. A good show. Um, but as far as written content goes, and I'm good friends with the dude who runs it. I love the guy. You're going to see typos, misspellings. Oh, like, my God. Did they put a comma in the middle of a word? Why is there a comma in the why, middle of that um, word? Yeah. Why is it there are no quotes? <laughs> yeah. It's stuff <laughs> it's, like that. So I did the interview, and one of the interviews I said one of my bigger regrets was not going down to the south side enough. Mm. Because the the two times I went down to Jokes and Notes, I had a great time both times. And I remember the one time, like I mentioned Brian Babel, and he put on a show. It was kind of like a north side, south side thing. Oh, that was us. The starting vibe versus... Yeah, I wasn't yeah. on that one because I was out oh, of town. The other okay. four CYSK members did that with you, Calvin, um, Will, and who was the fourth guy? Dave? Uh, or no? no, it was, it was uh, Lim Slaughter. Lim yes, Slaughter. Lim, Lim. Yeah. Okay, there we go. But I was on that one, but there was a different one that Babylon did. And I remember only myself and Danny Kales killed. And Danny Kale said to me, and you could attest to this, it was pretty great though, because well I'll just I'll flash forward to what it really was. All these white comics, like like Drew Michael's got an HBO special, obviously he's a great comic. I think he's really hilarious. Um 
who else? James Fritz, who's fucking hysterical. A few <laughs> other people, you know, I'm bringing up these names. Yeah. They all bombed hard, like hard, hard. And afterwards, I'll just look at them and like, what the fuck? And I wanted it so badly to be like, yeah, these people don't give a fuck that you live in a garden apartment and can't get laid, okay? <laughs> no one gives a shit that you overdrafted your bank account and this is, and blah, 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 blah. Self-deprecation so, ain't they, shit. Right, and then that's what Danny Kell said. Danny Kell said, who I've mentioned every other podcast, but I've yet to have him on because he's the hardest person to book in comedy, mm-hmm. apparently. I'm not kidding you. He's he, one don't, of my he, best, don't, he don't get on. He's sh- one of my best friends. I've asked him 15 weeks in a row. I don't know what the fuck his deal is. He's worried that he's going to drink too much and say something that's going to cost bring, him like on Twitter tell, or something. Tell, bring bring both of them on. He'll come if Angelina uh, Right? Comes. I know. I should bring them both on. <laughs> I talked about her two weeks ago because I got into a fight in her honor. Some guy was being fresh with her at Big City, and I had to uh, throw him across a fucking room. Right. So this <laughs> the, Danny Kale said to me, he goes, he goes, dude, me and you killed because we're the only ones that didn't emasculate ourselves. Absolutely. All these guys talked about kind of like self-deprecating, like you said, being a loser, where me and you just went up there and talked about being awesome in a way. Yep. Or not even being awesome. Well, I, I talked about the time. I remember the time I did a joke about, do you remember this joke? I did a joke about buying beer for minors. No. I talked no, about no. it going, I'd walking into a liquor store and these three kids came up to me going, hey, mister, if we give you some money, we buy some booze. And I was like, fuck yeah, what's your brand? Like, you know. Right. And then I did a joke making fun of Yelp.com and the type of people who go on Yelp. It was yep. a Yelp joke I used to do. And I can't remember what the third one was. And I remember, though, afterwards fucking loving it because everyone came up to me. Was great. And I was mad because Mary it was like the one time Mary wasn't there. Whatever your clothes so was, it, it crushed hard as fuck because I remember that. The thing is, like, people always give shit to, like, black audiences. They're like, y'all don't like gay people. We don't like you going up there talking for us to feel sorry for you because we're not. That's it. That's it. Like, you could be going through some shit. We all going through. Show us how to cleverly deal with the shit we going through. I feel the same way about stuff in general, though. I kind of like my rock stars to have a rock star attitude. Right. I like, um, I kind of like, I remember someone once saying, like, oh, rap music is just bragging. I go, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, don't, it's don't great. fucking Use make them not do that's that. That's why people See, listen to take, it. Take that energy that's fun, and apply right? it to your gardening job or yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody's listening to fucking indie bands before they're about to work out. No. Yeah. Right? Sorry. No. I mean, well, there might be some guitar-heavy stuff, but and you know what my point is. I Nobody I, who plays at Starbucks. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? Anyone who plays at Starbucks isn't making their way into export. But I kind of like... I, I just... I don't know what I mean. I'm like... I enjoyed, I'm saying like a lot, but I enjoyed the TV show Entourage its first couple seasons. Granted, looking back, I was 20. I was 20. That show came out in 2004. I was that 20 was, years old. Yeah, so was, it was yeah. aimed at me. Yeah. I started to hate the show Entourage when Vinny, the main star, was a loser. Remember, all of a sudden he couldn't get a job and he's, the reviews of his movie were terrible. And they Less connect. groupies. And then yeah. I'm like, fuck this. The first two or three seasons were amazing because it made you as a guy think, what would I do if I was rich as shit? And I could take my friends along for the ride. But that's that's what people wanted to watch. That's when it started to shift into where, man, that was some. That's why Ballers is kind of. Well, I haven't seen the last season, but the first season was cool. That's why the the they put the on the cover. They put the uh, the beta males from uh, Silicon Valley up. It was like a cover, it was like the age of the beta male. Oh yeah, and some comedian I forget who it was <laughs> who I didn't expect. They posted on Instagram like this sounds like the worst age ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it is yeah. like it's cool if you're a beta male live up but it doesn't don't if you're alpha male we still exist yeah. to a certain degree yeah. like, let us live you don't have to knock one to promote that's what i don't thing. like thank you for saying that clark the the idea if you're just i like that the one thing i liked about the whole nerd culture that are, um have, has risen recently was that hey you're into comic books don't be embarrassed about that because what i found yeah. is that most people are actually I know it's mainstream. It's super. You know what's super mainstream too? Pro wrestling. Yeah, it is. It is. 
And I meet people all the time go, I'm a wrestling nerd. I, I got go. so mad when that became like a boom and all of a sudden. Why? But it was a boom at the well, 90s. If it you went away, like, it if you, no, I, I hate it. If you liked it, fine. Yeah. But where people, comics were trying to contrive this pro wrestling personality because it was okay. the thing at that time. Oh, yeah, I got you. I, I got you. That, like, yeah. oh, oh, I feel like there real? were comics who pretended to be depressed because it was the thing. I'm like, it was not dep- that sad. Depressed. Yes. This guy's sad. Depressed. You're jumping on the wrestling, train. Uh, it was it just whatever the wave was. Everyone was just trying to be Marty DeRosa. Every, <laughs> yo, best, man. yo, 20... 11, 2012, every new comic was trying to be Marty. For yep. sure. But you got to have that Marty DeRosa swagger. And no one has it. Because Marty's genuine. You, Marty's one of a kind. Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? I hated Marty when I first met him. <laughs> Did you really? Why? I hated him. <laughs> because I didn't understand comedy. And we were hosting an open mic. And I didn't know that he, like, we, certain people during certain things, you let him go longer. And he was just running the light. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Thinking they could just come to our show, Will was like, ah, he's "What'd you think of me? What'd you think of me?" First time I, the first time I met you, I this thought you were funny. Redhead. You no. know, I just assumed you were a certain style because of the way you looked. I judge off uh, the looks, yeah, so I'm sure. like, oh, "I'm about natural, to get." But then, like, you had that energy, but it was the things that you were saying weren't uh, like problematic or a problem for me. I got you. I because like you had you had the energy of somebody who would talk a certain way or talk about certain things but you didn't talk about the like the thing about like one of my favorite jokes is the thing about how like everybody's a problem like yeah. just because you're gay that doesn't mean that oh, you're yeah, a good yeah, yeah. person yeah exactly right yeah there, there's assholes in every community i think the one line was um like there's not a gay guy that goes home and beats the fuck out of his partner yeah, like, you yeah. Know, there's gay yeah. people who litter because the idea was it was the same type <laughs> yeah. of white people i've been complaining about all night almost yeah. was the ones who were like gay people are the best gay people are awesome and i would say no yeah. Some gay people some, are awesome. Exactly. Just like that, that, some straight people, but they're still people, so most of them suck anyway, right? That yeah. for me was the definitive like Joe joke that I was like, oh, that's his personality. Yeah, that really is. I've always kind of felt like I've been a dude who's been caught between two different groups of friends his whole life. Oh, yeah. In a weird way where sure. it's like I got these dudes, I got these dudes, and I kind of love them all the same. The qualities I like on, on, on this one side this other side might not have as strongly. Like, I'll give you an example. When Angelia, who's one of my best, who's like my best friend, now, yeah, my best friend's girlfriend, mm-hmm. when that dude was getting loud with her, only a couple of us did something about it. Sure. In a bar that 20 people saw and knew and whatever. Right. On the other, if I was with the other group of friends, everybody would have been on that dude. You right. fucking respect her. You, you everyone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of it, the side of the 20 guys that didn't do shit, they're also the type of people who would, I don't know, like um, say, hey, don't don't say the R word. Don't, you know what I mean? They kind of, they would right. stay, they, they, they got their own little, I don't know, like, it's, yeah. I don't want to say that they're pussies, but there's just the different types of beta things. Beta males. <laughs> yeah, beta males versus alpha. I don't right. want to. I just think there's a different type of loyalty because I've got some, a lot of my friends growing up, I remember someone posted this years ago, the movie The Town mm-hmm. with Ben Affleck and a bunch of people. Yeah. There's a scene oh, where yeah, Ben yeah, Affleck yeah. goes to Jeremy Renner going, hey, you can't ask me about it. We'll never bring it up again, but I need you to come with me. We're about to hurt somebody and blah, 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 blah. And Jeremy Renner just looks at him and goes, we're taking my car, yours. Yeah. He was he was in. Yeah. This is my best friend. Ride or die. And exactly. Boss. Right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I know you come from a sh- part of Chicago that's like that. Absolutely. I come from a part of Chicago that's like that. A lot of our comedian friends aren't fucking from here. Yeah, you know what I mean. That yeah. was the biggest culture shock when I started doing stand up. Where I'm like, oh, the, these are people. Most of people, most of the comedians in Chicago aren't from Chicago, uh, right? Or this even the greater Chicago area, like yourself, right? Too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so because of that, I felt like there was always a little bit. 
Because they'll look at me and be like, this dude wears Cubs shirts. He's fucking this guy. He's a Lakeview dude. He's not going to make a good point in a joke. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't even do political stuff anymore, but I still think I make good social points in sure. my material. And because I think the I think politics stuff is boring. You know, what, you know what you have going for you? And I was just telling another comedian this. The people, cannot, um, people cannot challenge your sincerity on stage. So you get away with talking about certain things because you sell, you know, not even like to, to throw people off. I don't even think you try to throw people off, but you people can tell what you're talking about. You really believe it. Yeah. You know Thank what I'm saying? You. And it's Thanks, not yeah. to, uh, even if it's wrong, no, <laughs> it's still <laughs> like, oh, he really believes this. Yeah. Like he's not just trying to be cute with ignorance or whatever. No. You just don't get why something is the way that it is. So how can you get mad at so people naturally can't get mad at something for being what it is? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I know what I was gonna say, and then I, I want to talk about your album, and and then we could close this out. <laughs> Sorry, is that I've got you know it's like bar talk, bar talk. You know, you yeah. fucking we we bounce off the walls. Is that my lifelong Chicago friends, who again are the most loyal human beings in the world? I'd take a bullet for any one of them, and they would do the same for me. Is that I wish they would go outside their comfort zone. We, some of it's our scary. friends, there's a few of us that we are always staying to the us of the group. Oh, what the fuck? You won't go east of Cicero? Come on, you pussy. Right. You know, giving them shit. And then my comedian friends, I wish they would almost live in reality a little bit more instead of living in the bubble that we've created in Twitter and and all that. And Coles. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Coles is a bubble. Yeah, they do. They kind of live in this world where they don't really know what's going on in regular America. So mm -hmm. they get shocked. I think, were you shocked when Trump got elected? I was surprised. I mean, I, 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 at first I was like, I can't believe it. But then I was like, no, it makes sense now. I mean, I've come to terms with it. I was, I wasn't, I, 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 I was shocked only because of the bubble I was in. I was in yes, Brooklyn yeah. in a very Hillary. See, uh, I was in, centered. I was in L.A., but I remember leading up to it. I watched that first debate thinking, I think Trump won that because I watched it. And then later everyone went on Twitter was like, Hillary destroyed him. And I go, what? And they go, Hillary looked more poised. And they go, oh, you're wrong. This is not what this is about. Oh, yeah. You're, no. you and the, you're, you're judging different things. It was a it was like a lunch table. And right? you Hillary and the average the American is looking at the swimsuit. You're looking at her posture. Yeah. No one cares about the posture. They at, want to see how those tits bounce. Yo, at, at the lunch table, My whoever. Are way off tonight, by who, the way. Anyway. The, at the lunch table, whoever made. It didn't matter if the, what they said made sense. If you made people laugh, you won. Yes. And people are going like, but that doesn't make any sense. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Everybody's no. laughing. Well, the jerk store yeah. called. It's like, there's no jerk store, <laughs> yeah. but it's the it, better line. It's the better, <laughs> it's the line. better line. It's the much better it's line. It's the better line. Yeah, exactly. So I think because we've got that, I think a lot of like Chicago guys like myself and you, we don't live in the bubble that a lot of our comedian friends live in. So I, when yeah. they were just like, they, I don't know, sometimes I see the way they view things. I go, that's not a thing. You think that's a thing because of what you we get consumed by our social media. And on the other side, they think things are things that aren't a thing. Well, I was at a bar, dude. I was at a yeah. bar. Fuck, I don't even want to name the bar because I don't even want to go in there. There was a big sign on the wall that said, um, you could say Merry Christmas here. Mm. That's not a thing. That's yeah. never there never was a thing. That was a Fox <laughs> News made up thing. Some <laughs> asshole went into a fucking Macy's and they said, Hey, happy holidays. And he's like, Happy holidays. They used to say Merry Christmas. 
what the fuck? And then yeah. he went out in the news, and all these fucking redneck dumb fucks in the Where's middle of the, nowhere was like, in the country? Where, where, what's Yo. going on? They're, they don't like stand anymore? <laughs> yeah. used to like, and then I'm like, that's not the thing. Who would be offended by Happy Holidays? I, I, was, I was driving back from New York a month ago, because I had to go there. I was there for like a few days, and as I'm coming through Northeast Ohio, uh, my phone was dying, so I had to listen to the radio. And I heard uh, Baby It's Cold Outside four times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, we still play it. And he played. I just want, I didn't even, I just want to see how many times he was, four times in a row, they played Baby and it's that's the Dean Martin version. And then they played like four So they're different. Like doing a big fuck you. But you know, the Baby It's Cold Outside, I've actually had uh, feminist friends later stick up for it because the lyrics in that song you're looking at it through a, people are looking at it through a 2018 or a modern filter. Oh yeah, the I've line the line in particular though, yeah. when she says, "Hey, what's in this drink?" That was an old expression for saying, "Ooh, this is good." There's got to be something else besides yeah. that. Ooh, that, that. That that did not mean did you roofie me? I don't. There no, are, seriously, it didn't. Uh, there are several there are scholarly so, perspectives. There are several know. lines that I are need, scholarly. That was the vernacular at the time. A, I need an Atlantic think piece to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> what does the Atlantic? Clark. What does Salon think about it? What does Jezebel think about it? What does Girl.com? We're going to yeah, we're going sure. to Vox right now. Go to Vox <laughs> all right now. So the album is called First of All. Album's called First of All. It came out by Comedy Dynamics, Comedy correct? Comedy Dynamics, which is a great label. I think. I think that's probably one of the best labels out right now. We, uh, if you're not they, going indie. That's the one to go. Comedy Central's great they, too. Of course, they but. had us as the first. They had me as the the central album on new releases for a week. That's awesome. Um, we went up against Cameron Esposito and John Mulaney and. Um, the guy who talks about food all the time, John, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, who <laughs> had two albums. By the way, he's pro- him and Mulaney. Usually, if you, if we went on right now, they'd probably have four albums in the top twenty. They always. He's always. a mainstay. Him, Mulaney, and, um, and but they all release there. Rodney Carrington for some reason. <laughs> and then oh, and uh, he's big in the South. There's sure one European great. guy who's always up there. But oh, I know they, they about all him. released on the same day, and we still were in the top five. And uh, people, people That's awesome. it's a really great. I'm not just saying it because it's me, but if you're listening, man. Check out first. No, of I've all. always loved your stand-up. I've always been a big fan of your structure. The way you could kind of just go from personal to just observation and back and forth. And I always love your stuff. About it. one of my favorite always because I love when people. I I I, I mentioned this on my podcast before. Seinfeld was my first influence just from the TV show. Mm. You know, and I kind of liked the way he would take an everyday expression and be like, "Wait, what?" And you did it in a modern way with the line in which your t- with your students said. Mr. Jones, you're doing too much. Oh, yeah. And your response was, I am doing the bare minimum, actually, <laughs> to get my paycheck so I could smoke enough weed so I could blah, 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 as, you know, as your experience as a teacher. And I always kind of like comics who could do that where they could take what they do. Because I think comedians, if you're, you know, I don't do this podcast for comedians, but I know some listen. If you write about yourself and be personal, no one could ever accuse you of being a hack. It's that simple. This happened to me. It's fucking that simple. Be yourself. Hey, guys, I'm also on CYSK this Wednesday. I'm yes, on, you are. If you if you're listening, come to see why it's And this, this is perfect because this will this is live right now on a Monday night, but we come it comes out Wednesday morning and podcasts oh, from on yeah. iTunes and everything. So they'll they'll hear Timothy it. O'Toole's. Come on out, everybody. Um, and I've definitely check out the album too. It's called First of All, First of which all. I think is a fucking great title. And it's all it's on all stream all the streaming networks. And now I can announce um my second album. I'm doing the recording. We're recording my second album February 9th, Saturday night, seven o'clock and nine thirty shows. You go to uh, communityshow.com. Go to my Instagram. I got the link right there, the direct link to the tickets. I'm excited as hell. It's going to be called Can't Complain. Um, so it's my sophomore album, uh, which is four years after the first one, almost 
2019 will be released almost five years after. Sure. No, four years. What am I talking about? Four years, 2015, 2018. I'm terrible at math. That's why I do comedy. James Webb designed the uh, photo. Hey. By the way, just so you know, I didn't give you credit in the original post because I'm going to make a second post where I give you credit. Keep okay. the buzz going, my uh-huh. man. Thanks, bud. That's how PR James goes. James Webb, talented designer. Got a no, great I had someone it. take a photo of me and they said, hey, just ask for credit. And I go, no, I'm going to post it again and give you credit this time. You, it's that's double. That's, the, that's how you do it, Clark. Who did your album cover? I did. It's fucking awesome. You did a Thank great job. So it's so it's really good. good. Thank you so much. Let me show the people at home here. It yeah, just share the link right there afterward. Yeah. But everybody, this has been Killian's Pub. Clark Jones, thank you very much. Where Good can they time. find you again on Twitter and Instagram? At the Clark Jones, T H E E Clark Jones. That's pretty easy to follow. I'm Joe Killian. Uh, write us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Thanks everyone for checking out Killian's Pub. Cheers. Last call. <laughs>